Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Josh Allen to run less in 2023. What does this mean? Josh Allen to run less in 2023. Does that mean, does that mean he's going to have a dip in production? Does that mean he'll stay healthy and throw more touchdowns, throw 40 touchdowns? It all depends on what they do in the NFL draft and in terms of trading. But we'll talk about that and more. We've got things like Hendon Hooker to talk about. Bryce Young going number one overall. Amari Cooper having surgery. And Allen Robinson is now a Pittsburgh Steeler. At a glance, doesn't feel like all that, you know, much to get excited about. But this could be a good thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to break down that and more. All of that and more. Take your phone calls. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. The FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here again doing some breaking news. Phone calls in a moment. You can dial in now if you want to ask a very fast question, but I will hang up on you and we'll move on and then bring in the panel style phone call sesh after. But uh, l- let's get to this Allen, uh, Josh Allen news first, and we'll go right to the Allen Robinson news. But th- this, is a, this, is a, this is a good thing that Josh Allen hinted he could run less in 2023 and beyond. He needs to be more careful with his body. I've made it abundantly clear that the reason he falls below Joe Burrow and Mahomes on my dynasty quarterback rankings is because he runs so recklessly. Um, and he just, he's huge though. He's a big boy. I mean, Josh Allen's a big boy. He can take it a little bit more. So that's probably why he does effectively run as aggressively as he does. But for the longevity factor, for his ability to stay healthy year in and year out, he needs to run less. He needs to run smarter. He needs to run out of bounds. He needs to slide more. Um, It'll eventually take a toll on his body. This is a smart move. We'll see if he can stick to it. A lot of quarterbacks like Josh Allen that have that grit and the size and the ability to dominate, it's easy to literally dominate somebody, right? You run right into them, you smash through them, and you go, ah, it was easy. I'm going to do that again. Like, Josh Allen continues to do it over and over and over because it's it's like playing Pop Warner out there. This guy's a monster, and it's really hard to hit him. But the problem is your knees buckle, you know, everybody's knees buckle the same when you get hit directly to the side of the knee and you tear an ACL. Um, everybody can can tear an ACL, tear an Achilles tendon just running down the field, uh, and this guy needs to stop running. You know, he's to stop running to the degree he runs and as aggressively as he runs. It will help his longevity. And we got Klondike becoming a member of the YouTube exclusive membership. To the moon. Appreciate that. If you guys want to become a YouTube exclusive member like Klondike and have your name sitting on the screen, 
We got Thomas. Uh, some of these are renewals that are coming in. Appreciate you. A renewal is the same as signing up for the first time. We celebrate you. I've dropped the link right there. You can go ahead and, and become a YouTube exclusive member right there, right then and there. If you guys haven't watched this video right here, who is the next TJ Hawkinson? You need to get on over and watch it right now. It's, a, I don't know how many videos back now I've produced since then, but this is like, you know, a couple days ago and it's like five videos back. Go check out who is the next TJ Hawkinson. Jarrett, becoming a YouTube exclusive member, baby. Renewal, I know that's a renewal, but we're excited to have you, pal. Um, Thomas, my man. Thomas, my man. Uh, Josh Allen is a top five monster. Top five monster. Top five, top one to five monster. Any given season, Josh Allen could be the number one quarterback in fantasy football. His running is part of why he is such an attractive quarterback to draft as the number one, number two, or number three overall quarterback. His running definitely adds a component that other players like Joe Burrow don't quite you know, they aren't quite able to add to the equation in terms of production year in and year out. But even if he dialed it back, guess what he's going to do? Throw more. There's no there's no concern about drop-off in production. The running less, hinting I could run less. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking about smarter. We're not talking about him not running for a crazy amount of yardage. And let's pull up his rushing totals. And let's look at what he's been doing. And let's let's take a little guess as to how much less he could run. What that would look like statistically. How much it would affect him from a fantasy football perspective. Let's just take a little look-see at the guy's running uh, capabilities. So this was Josh Allen in 2020. Two, okay? These were his running totals, which are just absolutely amazing. Just mouth-watering, drool-type uh, stuff right here. Hold on. Let me let me throw his career stats as well as his 2022 stats. I mean, it's like this is a fantasy football owner's dream come true when they're looking at uh, a stat sheet and they see a quarterback running for this amount of yards. Him and Jalen Hurts are just unbelievable. Here's here's what, what he did on his career. Okay, so 762 was last season with seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns in 762. Unbelievable. Year before, six touchdowns, 763. Dude's consistent as can be. He's off by one digit in both those categories. Year before, 421, eight touchdowns. Year before, 510, nine touchdowns. The year before, 631 and eight touchdowns. I don't know how, I don't know how, to emphasize how amazing this this consecutive five years in a row rushing stat line is. This is an unbelievable performance by a quarterback. Unbelievable. Look at that. Seven, six, eight, nine, eight. His touchdown production alone on the ground safeguards him into 
what you might be afraid he's not going to be able to head towards if he dials back his running. Look at this. 762. Him running less would be in a worst case scenario 421 or 510 like his, his year two and year three. Sophomore and third year season. So let's say he dials back the 762 to 510. He had nine touchdowns. He had nine touchdowns when he ran for a whole lot less yardage. Well, well uh, uh, over 200 less yards and this guy ran for nine touchdowns instead of seven. So please understand that him running less is not going to be a problem. It's only going to be a benefit. Josh Allen. We all love Jalen Hurts. He runs the football like a monster as well. I mean, look at let's look at Jalen for perspective. Let's look at Jalen Hurts' rushing totals because this, this guy, uh, what a monster Jalen Hurts is. What a monster all these quarterbacks are. The changing of the guard at the quarterback position is real. It is phenomenal. It is, it is just eye-opening. It is jaw-dropping. And here is Jalen Hurts' 2022 rushing stats. Just so people can, in perspective, look. 760-13 touchdowns. 760-13 touchdowns. These guys are absolute monsters on the ground. Wouldn't shock me if Jalen Hurts had his first... Uh, let's go to his, his passing numbers. He had uh, 3701 on the ground. Oh, I'm sorry, through the air. It wouldn't shock me if in 20... Listen to the words coming out of my mouth. Because this is important. In 2023, it wouldn't shock me if he ran for 1,000 yards and passed for 4,000 yards. Which would make him head and shoulders above every other quarterback at the end of the day. It wouldn't shock me. I'm not saying he'll do that. I think he also wants to run a little less, which could potentially prevent him from ever having the 1,000-yard, 4,000-yard season, which would be, in fantasy, bigger than the Triple Crown. Like, Cooper Cup, Triple Crown, that doesn't hold a candle to a 4,000-yard passing season combined with 1,000 yards on the ground. Wouldn't hold a candle. That is that is like the, the golden ticket if you will in fantasy to find that in your chocolate bar you open it up and you find the golden ticket like Willy Wonka and it's a 4,000 yard passer with a 1,000 yard and it's got 10 touchdowns on top of it I, I mean can you imagine getting that at the end of the season 4,000 passing yards 10 to 12 rushing touchdowns 1,000 yards on the ground 30 passing touchdowns I, truly Jalen Hurts when you really break it down is the most valuable quarterback pick you can make because he's young. His offense is still improving. He He's probably a little less likely to suffer, even though he was banged up last year, a major injury because he is younger. The older you get, the more likely you are to, to have some sort of issue breakdown in the body. It's just the nature of, of a young man versus an old man going out there and running and getting hit like crazy. Yeah, peanut butter and waivers is this it says I'm describing Justin Fields. Yeah, let's let's we haven't we haven't got there yet, bro. Let's let's uh, ex, uh explore a little patience here. Let's pull Fields. Let's pull Fields' stats from last year. And let's let's see if we can get 4,000 and and, and 1,000 out of this guy. <sighs> yeah. We might. Here here's uh here's Justin Fields' stat uh game log from last year or, or career stats from last year. 
and, and one of these quarterbacks, one of these quarterbacks, it, it could be Josh Allen. Josh Allen could say he's running less, and then he runs for a thousand yards in the ground. Let's let's be very clear, that could happen too. <laughs> Just because you say you could, I could. I have an announcement to make. Uh, here's Fields' stat log. Hold on one second. Here it is. I have an announcement to make. Uh, this is Josh Allen. I'm going to run for less in 2023. Breaking news, breaking news. Josh Allen has run for 1,000 yards and thrown for five. First time in NFL history. Wouldn't shock me in the slightest. And this guy Fields is probably even more capable of throwing for... I, I don't know if he throws for 4,000 yards, though. So that's the thing. Is like Josh Josh Allen and... and and uh, Jalen Hurts are capable of throwing for 4,000 yards and running for 1,000. This guy is very capable of throwing for 3,500 yards and running for 1,000. But he should also run less. None of these guys should be toppling 1,000 yards on the regular. That is how you get hurt. But for their first couple years, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're, get, we're getting to uh, Steelers. We're getting to Allen Robinson signing. It's actually a really good signing. We'll get to it in a second, Ron. I really, really, really like it. Um, Fields' stat line, 3,000 yards, 3,600 passing yards, 1,000 yards on the ground. That's going to happen. But I don't know that he throws for four. Like, he's not yet going to, you know, you can't go from 2,200. You know, I understand he's got weapons now, but he is more of a... He's more of a run-pass quarterback, whereas Hurts is more of a pass run quarterback even though Hurts is literally the best running quarterback in the National Football League Fields too Fields Hurts and Josh Allen I mean you could sit here and and flip the script constantly on these once a show the chat can spam this arrow emoji and force Smitty to flip the script and argue the opposite stance on the topic at hand flip 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 the script 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 remember you can do that at any moment during a show if there's a an uh, extreme amount of those recycle uh, emojis. You can flip the script and make me argue whatever I'm arguing. I could be arguing Jimmy G. I could be arguing whatever I'm arguing. Doesn't matter if a majority of you are dropping and rain dropping the recycle emoji. Then I will have to flip the script. I could easily flip the script and, and say anything about any of these quarterbacks. For anybody, like whenever I'm asked to rank my top five quarterbacks, it is hard every single time. You've got these analyst bobs out there in the fantasy industry that go off their spreadsheet. Who's your number one quarterback next year? And I know that's a that's like a, a pretty common question to ask a professional that's out here doing this for a living. And I should be able to say, yeah, here's my number one quarterback, but I can't. I'm just being honest with you. Every single time I'm asked the question, hey, Smitty, can you rank your top? By the way, congrats to Big Ron Navy, 765, biggest super chat of all time. Down below, I also have his the super chat of the year, 199. Anybody knocks off Ron Navy, we celebrate. Like a glorious se- celebration if anybody knocks off Ron Navy at 199. Ron, congrats on being the top super chatter of the year. In fact, we need to put this... Uh, these two uh, at a more prominent positioning. Hold on one second. Let me put this on the on the main screen. These deserve to be on the main screen. We need to put these up the entire time on the show during the live shows because of 
Let's put that there. And let's put that here. Anybody want to knock Ron Navy off today? Be my guest. Be my guest. Back to the, the question at hand. We're talking about quarterbacks. Smitty, who's your number three and four and five quarterback? I don't know. Every time I do it, it's different. These, these spreadsheet analysts out there, they've already calculated it. They've already said, these are the people you want to follow. Where they're, You're like, hey, who's your top quarterback? Let me look at my spreadsheet. Okay. My projections four weeks ago suggest the number one by .57 is going to be Patrick Mahomes. My number two is Josh Allen. Every time I'm asked the question, I have to recalculate it in my head and say to myself, okay, I just explained Jalen Hurts capable of 4,000 yards, 1,000 on the ground. This is a 13 touchdown rushing machine. How can I not have him number one overall? Like sometimes I find myself putting Joe Burrow there, Mahomes there, and then I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? This is my boy. This is the guy I talked up for two years. He's finally here. Why is he not number one? Sometimes when I'm ranking and another time when I'm ranking. The reason is because I'm a human being and I don't know. I don't know every time I go back and forth. Then it's like, okay, Mahomes is the man. We know what he can do. He's the best quarterback in football. But is he consistently the best fantasy quarterback? We waver a little bit. It's okay to have Mahomes here. It's okay to have Mahomes here. It's okay to have Josh Allen here, here, here. I think that Burrow and Hurts are my top dogs. I go back and forth, whether it's Burrow or Hurts. I know the running is very, very important. There's also the injury component. Running a ton opens the door to injury. Uh, Burrow is, even though he's been injured before, not saying he can't get injured, but he probably, in my mind, has a less likelihood of injury in 2023 and beyond, given his offensive line upgrades, given he doesn't run the ball quite as much as these other guys. However, let's put some respect on Joe Burrow's name in terms of running the football. This guy had a pretty solid rushing season. Let me pull that bad boy up and slap that on screen, because Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow has been... A, a, he, he had an ACL tear, obviously, but since then... As it's recovered, this guy's been a, a small running monster. Let's put some respect on Joe Burrow's rushing ability and, and realize that he's no slum when it comes to running the football. This guy had 257 yards on the ground and five rushing touchdowns. That is quite a number to throw on top of a elevated, more passing yardage production type of situation than any of the other quarterbacks. Joe Burrow did this last year in the passing de department and I highly doubt that he throws for lesser numbers through the air I think it only improves with the better offensive line a healthy Jamar Chase all year this is what Joe Burrow did through the air 35 touchdowns 5 100 yard games 44 75 in 2023 Joe Burrow throws for 5,000 yards runs for 250 and has another five touchdowns at least and I'm going to say he probably throws for, yeah, 40. I'm going to say he throws for 40 touchdown passes, 39 or 40 touchdown passes, 5,000 yards, and five more rushing touchdowns, 250 on the ground. That is a 45 touchdown machine. So when someone says to me, Smitty, Burrow can't be number one 
because he doesn't run. These other quarterbacks running. There's a give and a take. There's a reason why Burrow's going to maybe be the number one overall quarterback. He throws more. Maybe Hurts runs more, but Burrow throws more. It's a give and a take. It's a, it washes in some respects. But these are the top two quarterbacks in my mind, but it changes from day to day. I'm admitting that. I am a human being. Anybody that has their top five locked is lying to you, or they just don't know what they're doing. They're going off a spreadsheet. I hate those takes when people say, yeah, who's your number three quarterback? Well, on my sheet, I have these three guys, and it doesn't change. You're going to trust somebody that, that talks about fantasy like that? Not this guy. Not this guy. Mahomes and Josh Allen are the same thing. I don't know. I rotate constantly. Even Josh Allen can go up into this mix. This looks like a, a mess right here. And, and Justin Fields is the most capable quarterback outside of the top four big four that have been the big four all offseason long. They've been the big four for, for several years now, right? For a couple years now. The only quarterback that can not just dance into the next spot, but dance into the next spot and really dance into the top three, four, one. This guy could be the number one quarterback for two weeks in a row, then fall back down to four or five, be the number one quarterback for another two weeks in a row. Like Fields, if there's any quarterback that's going to finish one, two, or three that is not locked into the top four, it's only Fields. It's only Fields. Fields is the only guy. T-Law is in a tier break. He was in the same tier as Fields. There's almost like a sub-tier there with Fields, but Fields can live in this tier full-time. He could finish three overall. Wouldn't shock me at all. The only guy that has uh, the ability to flirt with this tier here, if Lamar, let's say, was in Atlanta, then Atlanta would be here with T-Law, but Lamar's not here. Lamar's not in Atlanta. Lamar's not in Indianapolis. Lamar's not in a location yet where he can be in the same tier as T-Law. T-Law's almost in his own tier to me. And this is the only guy that can flirt with this tier. But he'll flirt with it on a semi-regular basis, not a regular basis like Fields, which is why Fields lives at the bottom of Tier 1. But T-Law is the only other guy, in my opinion, that can flirt on the regular. Have regular cups of coffee with the Tier 1 quarterbacks. Smitty, what are your top five quarterbacks? These are them. And as you can see, I've got arrows all over the place. Only... An absolute lying moron would tell you that this is locked into place. That that two weeks from now, their same rankings going to apply. This is somebody that isn't objective. This is objective. What are my quarterback rankings? This. This right here. This mess of a situation is the quarterback ranking in my head every single day of my life. There is no answer. There's no clear cut take. This is it. I have no idea is what I'm telling you. Here is my top five, and I love all five of them. I love all five of them. On the clock, I do want to take destiny in my own hands. On the clock, I do want to have the top choice. I don't want to be left with the scraps or the leftovers, right? But what I will, what this does tell you is that if, if I've got five leagues side by side and they're all drafting around the same territory and I'm about to scoop up one of these guys in every one of these drafts, I am very, very, very okay 
with mixing it up and getting each one of these guys in each of these five leagues side by side and having the balance, not having all my eggs in one basket, being able to live the Jalen Hurts experience, being able to, to live the Joe Burrow experience, the Mahomes experience, the Josh Allen experience, and the Justin Fields breakout experience. I get to experience all of that. And that's kind of my point right now is to spread it around don't put all your eggs in one basket maybe even have a fields team and there's a guy on the line that's going to tell me that that i missed somebody there's a guy on the line right now it's going to tell me that that uh i i should have uh deshaun watson in here somewhere go ahead that's fire tell me where i'm actually i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i actually wanted to praise you for this list i think your list is really good um, I think Hurts at one makes a ton of sense. Um, to me, Hurts, Hurts impressed me so much this past season because he plays in the world of both. He's not only an elite decision maker, but he's a fantastic runner. Hurts, you could argue, belongs in that top one spot just because of what he proved last year. Um, if you're going safer, I think Burrow and Mahomes are both really good options because you know what you're getting. You're getting... You're getting, to be honest, the two most elite decision makers. And with Allen, as much as we've gone back and forth about Allen, he's going to put up monster points. Fields has massive upside, and T-Law can sneak into the top five. I, I like this list a lot. I, mean, yeah. I, I would argue Watson could be in the mix. Uh, but it's still a huge unknown. Look, so. if if the, yeah, let's say, let's say the, the chat hit that flip the script on one of my Watson rants, I could argue <laughs> that Watson has the potential to be to dance in like Fields can dance with these guys. Watson, if I'm being completely honest, could dance with with like the T Law tier, but it's it's that level down for me. It's Watson could dance with it, not live in it, not not be like Fields where he's living in the bottom of it. Be like T Law dancing in this tier with a with a clear tier break above him though. That's where Watson is for me. He's in the next tier group with Lamar and let's say a healthy Kyler Murray and and all those guys. Aaron Rodgers for one year. That is a big tier. It's a big grab bag. Uh, you know, rotational. I don't even know. A Rod could be number seven or he could be fourteen. You what? Mm-hmm. I said we don't know how it will shake up. I see what you mean. Like a grab bag of guys who are all yeah, it's, fighting it, for top of tier two. Like, yeah. Wa- currently right. Yeah, tier three, really, because T-Law's in his own tier to me. But tier three would be Watson and Aaron Rodgers and Lamar. Depending on where Lamar goes or stays, he, he would maybe jump into T-Law's tier, below T-Law. The only guy that capable of living inside T-Law's tier is, is Lamar, maybe Aaron Rodgers if he... You know, is able to have one of those big years left, and he may not. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is just very, a very smart, good playing quarterback that helps the Jets win football, and they win with defense, and they win with a, a good amount of offense that makes Garrett Wilson a monster. But maybe Aaron Rodgers lives at seven eight overall for fantasy quarterbacks. That's what we expect. But but like Watson has the potential to dance with, you know, the T lot tier, but dance. I don't think he lives it lives in it and i and i'm certainly not going to um bank on it i'm gonna let somebody else play with that experiment like you and then i'll watch it from afar i just i'm not gonna buy into it but yeah this tier for anybody for anybody to say that this is locked in at any level like somebody says my number one qb is this i mean i guess i could see somebody not wavering 
But if you're being objective, if you're not like a, a, there's no fandom involved. Like I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. You would think that I would just be stuck on Burrow no matter what. But I feel like I do a darn good job of being objective year over year. And even though we've got all kinds of people are getting burrowed left and right and people are going to remember it. We got we got all kinds of things tied to players that that you know this show is all about. I'm still very objective. Is objective I think as a human being can be over players. Like look at Javante, look at Brees Hall, look at the difference between my belief in Brees Hall in 2023 coming off an ACL tear and my belief in Javante coming off an ACL tear. They're very very different expectations and I'm able to compartmentalize my my bias in try and stave it off to to make to be as accurate as I can be to be as uh, critically you know be a critical thinker and and not allow the bias to creep in and and you know sometimes it does it always does sometimes in a negative way I'm biased against a player and he does really well and I'm like never I should have I should have been more open minded about that that's the nature of this that's the struggle for anybody you master that you've mastered fantasy football and no one's ever going to master their bias you're only going to be able to kind of contain it you're only going to be able to kind of get better at not letting bias creep in but but seriously looking at this list being unbiased look at all those arrows i've uh, no one has a clue if it's going to be hurts or allen allen 1000% could be the number one quarterback in fantasy football without a hesitation at the end of the year and be like wow Allen, Mahomes could do that. Burrow could offensive line improve. We should have seen this coming. 45 or 5,000 yards, 38 passing touchdowns, six rushing, 300 on the ground. How do we not see a 40 plus yard, you know, 40 plus TD season coming or a 46 total touchdown season coming? We should have seen it coming. And same thing with Fields. How do we not see it? Fields had 1,100 rushing yards and he finally got weapons. How do we not see Fields was going to throw for 3,900 to 4,000 yards, run for 1,000 even, have 10 to 12 rushing touchdowns, have 29 passing touchdowns, 31 passing touchdowns, whatever you want to say. Some will say he can't do that. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It's it's always, hindsight's always 15-15 vision. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting thing to watch. Hold on, that's fire. We got Ron Navy on the line. Ron Navy, I haven't even got to it yet. So actually, Ron Navy, hold on a second. Let me let me kick this news <laughs> off, and then we can get your reaction because I haven't even got through the news yeah, yet. Yeah, but that's what I was going to say. I wanted to talk about Burrow. It's, it's your bold prediction of 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. That's bold prediction. It, it is, but at the same time, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow last year, bro, had 4,400 yards, 35 passing touchdowns, and he had five rushing, so he already had 40 touchdowns last year. He could throw for 40. That's only five more scores, and with 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 the slow start he had in like weeks one, two, three, with the amount of games that Jamar Chase missed, I think he could easily find another 500, 500, 600 yards. So even if we use last year's numbers and he doesn't even have an improved situation, which he does with a new offensive line, I mean, maybe it is bold. Maybe I should do a video on it if it's that shockingly bold sounding, but I think it's not shocking at all in my mind. <laughs> I'm thinking this guy could easily well, throw. I, I know because you love Burrow. You, you, you're you all over Burrow. And even though, yeah, you are subjective when it comes to the top five quarterbacks, I mean, in your mind, Burrow will always be at the top for you, no, no matter what, because that's how much you love Burrow, and that's okay. 
but you are subjective and, and those you're right, those five quarterbacks could flip flop all you want. And Deshaun Jack I mean Deshaun Watson could I, I break have, I have up to, into T Law or the upper, but he's gotta show us before I'm putting any faith in I have, him. I, have to I mean push if back. he's able to get back to old I have Deshaun to push Watson then I have to push back. I don't think there's a single bias going on on this screen right now, Ron Navy. I don't think I put on a Joe Burrow jersey right in front of you right now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Burrow. It's funny because I have a Burrow jersey too. Um, no, he's wearing it right. Hey, real quickly, <laughs> let's get to this news because I got Ron Navy on the phone. The Steelers acquired, right. I cut it off here, you can't even read it all, Allen Robinson for a seventh-round pick from the Rams. I know a lot of people are going to make fun at this and say, oh, Allen Robinson's garbage, but I think people forget how much they liked him heading over to that situation, and he kind of busted. He's, uh, I think he's, what, 30 years old? Is he turning 30? Um, Allen Robinson, I think he is 29 Right now, he's 29 right now, 6'2", 210-pound wide receiver, big boy. He's turning 30. That's not an age of, like, complete drop-off and disaster. Like, he is an injury-prone player. I do think the expectations need to be brought down and be pretty level-headed. But this is a good situation for him. I think it's a, it does kind of paint a picture that the Steelers won't be going after Zay Flowers. They won't be going after another wide receiver, which is, in my mind, and this is not just my bias for Pickens and not wanting that competition. I want Pickens to be the guy. I don't want to have a, a Zay Flowers there. Uh, not to mention, I don't think Zay Flowers becomes the Zay Flowers we want him to become if Pickens is there stealing a lot of targets. We want Zay Flowers to go somewhere where he can flourish, like the Chargers. We want Quentin Johnson on a Chargers uniform, uh, in a Chargers uniform. We want these guys to be the well, lead dogs where they go, right? The big four wide receivers. Calvin Austin. You what? Calvin Austin's going to be you know, Calvin Austin's going to be the number three guy there going into camp. It's his job to win or lose. Yeah, and and yeah, Al Robinson. I'm not looking at him to be uh, a number one receiver going in there or number two receiver. I'm looking at him more. Hopefully they use them sparingly and maybe a number three at times or four, a four wide receiver, you know, and, and if they, they, they can spot use him, that, then it's good. I mean, seventh round pick, they, they, uh, uh, the, uh, Rams ate 10 million of his contract. Steelers are eating up 5 million of his contract and they're just moving. All they did was swap seventh round pick. Steelers moved down in the seventh round and, the Rams get up, so I mean that's pretty much just yeah. You didn't pay anything for him. Right? Well, so so my whole point though is that this is great news in terms of how I think they attack the position in the draft because I don't want them attacking attacking wide receivers. So this is good for me. This makes me feel really confident about Pickens, and it makes Pickens' value go up a little bit for me because that is a concern. There's been a lot of rumors and talk about the Steelers drafting a wide receiver and getting Pickett more weapons, but this is a this is a pretty good move. Like, if, let's say, something happened to Pickens, knock on wood for, like, two or three games, something happens to Deontay, whatever, this is a very decent wide receiver, and the kind of wide receiver that can't be an elite guy for 17 games anymore, let alone four or five games. But he's the kind of guy that if you need him for three or four games, similar to when, let, let's say, you know, 
uh, uh, Jamar Chase was out for the Bengals. If the Bengals had an Allen Robinson type of player, that would that would be good. Those that's a really good fill in. It's a nice depth piece. Um, I think he really could have a, a string of decent games if they need to lean on him. It's a really good move. It's a really good move. The Steelers are very very deep. And as much crap as I give Ron, and I wouldn't call it like crap, but as much crap as I give Ron for, I believe, his tiny bit of slanted viewpoint on the Steelers, which I think everyone in here, and even Ron, could admit that he has, and it's hard for him to let go, and he doesn't care, he loves it. There is a lot of upside for the Steelers this year in Najee, in Pickens, in Fryermuth, in, you know, Deontay in a secondary role. Maybe Deontay starts looking you know, good again. Allen Robinson, this is a very deep team. This is a very deep team that has the defense to also support it. And it's like, it's going to be a tough team. This will be, that's the best word to describe this team. It's not going to be the most exciting offensive team in the division, let alone the league, but it's going to be a tough team. This is a team that you dread playing. You know, look at Joe Burrow. When the defense was healthy, they smashed Joe Burrow to pieces. I remember watching that game going, the, the rest of the league... Everybody making fun of Joe Burrow in week one. I remember saying, I think I even said this to Ron, if my memory serves me correct. My memory isn't quite as good as yours, Ron, but it's pretty good. And I remember saying something to you like, everyone's going to at least realize that it wasn't Joe Burrow in week one. It was the Steelers' defense. And then injury struck, and no one ever saw the same defense that Joe Burrow saw in week one in 2022. And it, it sucked to watch. But this defense is tough. In that game, you just wanted you just like, I don't care if the Steelers win. I just want Joe Burrow to to to, to you know to uh, pick it up, Joe. That's what I want. Pick it up, Joe. Um. All right. So yep. that, that news. Hang tight, but real quick, Ron. Let me get through the. the thing, let me get... I, I think the Steelers. Steelers are really good at getting those late uh, round receivers, and I don't think they deviate. I think they still pick up some receivers, but I think they do it in the classic way where they fifth, six round I think that's you know go they, go get that's where they find a go get tank uh go get tank tank um uh Dell go get tank Dell tank Dell is a is a Antonio Brown in in the making he would be a, a good player for the Steelers hang tight Ron let me get through the rest of yeah. the news here and then uh, I'll come back to the All panel right. here uh, get Be- Warner's kid uh Bella check yourself says uh this helps DJ in the slot, good signing. Thank you for the super chat, Bella. Take yourself to the moon. Appreciate you. Um, do any other super chats that I missed? Oh, you um, fired like dropped two times different uh, memberships. Did you get those? No, no. Let's see. Fi- fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fire. You dropped a couple. Uh, a couple YouTube exclusive memberships. Fire. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, I just like to help people get memberships. That's that's be part of the community. That's awesome, bro. Let me let me go find those. Hold on. Let me send you to the moon. That's fire gifted five YouTube exclusive memberships. That's fire. Uh I'm looking for the other one. Absolute monster, that's yeah, fire. Standing ovation. <laughs> Appreciate you, buddy. Okay. If you guys want that YouTube exclusive membership, like uh, that's fire just dropped. Here's the link to that. If anybody wants to become a member, you can become a member for a dollar ninety nine. Um, there is the nine 
$1.99 YouTube exclusive membership for the Zoom calls if you guys want to get on those Sunday Zoom calls where we get in and just think of it like a podcast. You can be involved if you want. You can turn your mic and your your audio off and just listen, or you can chime in. Um, so th- those are awesome as well. All right, let's get to the rest of the news. We got Hennon Hooker um, reports Tennessee QB Hennon Hooker will visit with the Giants. One reason I brought this up is because Brian Dable is so good with quarterbacks. What he did with Josh Allen what he did with Danny Dimes. And we even knew that he could do what he did with Danny Dimes. We even knew that could happen. And we still were shocked by it. We're still like, uh, it's Danny Dimes, though. And look how good Danny Dimes played. Like, Dable is a, an amazing, amazing quarterback cultivator. And I would love to see Hennon Hooker fall into that giant situation. I don't know that he'll fall that far. I feel like Hooker is going to be a, a pretty high draft selection. But you never know. The, the ACL injury, a lot of teams might not want to solve their problem that you know a year out and they'll be like, let's you know, let's go a different direction. So maybe he slips, but good goodness, man. If they take this kid, I'm gonna have giant stock goes up tremendously because if Danny Dimes fails, Hennon Hooker will not. And Hennon Hooker, arguably, if you take the ACL injury out of the equation and he was walking in healthy, he might be the third or fourth ranked quarterback. On a lot of teams board. You heard me right. He might be ranked ahead of Anthony Richardson for a few teams. And it would be Stroud and Young. Young and Stroud at 1 and 2. And then it would be instead of Anthony Richardson. Hennon Hooker could be ranked 3rd for a lot of teams. So whoever gets Hennon Hooker is getting a steal. Because once healthy. If a team can draft him and wait. I.e. the New York Giants. Which is a phenomenal spot. With a phenomenal coach that is going to take this kid and mold him and sculpt him, there is no better situation than New York for any one of these five quarterbacks, whether it's going to be Anthony Richardson, which probably won't be because that would require a big trade-up, and I don't think the Giants do that when they just signed Danny Dimes to a big deal. But they can make one of these like smaller moves, like, oh, it's just a backup. Don't worry about it, Danny. We're just going to take Hen and Hooker. No problem, right? No problem. Just kind of train him. Uh, maybe sculpt them with me. We'll, we'll just kind of lift them up and so we can re- replace you. I don't really know why the team didn't make a, a strong push to re-sign Barkley, which they still could do, and go get Anthony Richardson. That would have been the most ideal scenario for New York long-term, in my opinion. I don't think Danny Dimes, as much as Dable is amazing and making him look phenomenal, I don't know that Danny Dimes is the long-term answer, but he's certainly capable in, you know, this season, next season, but this is very exciting. If the Giants do go after Hennon Hooker, he would be phenomenal in that in that setup. Amari Cooper said he had core muscle surgery. I I, I have some worries about Amari Cooper. I know that's fires a big Browns fan. I I look Cooper. I'm gonna admit that I didn't even. He was one of like two players. I think Aaron Jones and, and Amari Cooper were two players that at the end of the year when I looked up the the stats at the end of the year I was pretty shocked at how good of a season Amari Cooper had like I didn't really feel because I didn't own him a lot and there are very few players that I don't own somewhere or you know research or get massive exposure to it just doesn't happen to someone like me to where I'm 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 surprised by some of the stat line but there were two stat lines that surprised me one was Cooper one was Aaron Jones 
Um, when, when I look at what Amari Cooper did last year, here's what he did. If anybody did miss it, if anybody else didn't own a, a lot of shares, he had 1160 and nine touchdowns. He had a really good year. Um, for some reason, I don't trust him. For some reason, maybe it's the drop passes, the the taking years off, um, the moving around. You know, whether it's from Oakland to Dallas to Cleveland, uh, he he has had some years where he has not had a thousand yards. He had two thousand yard seasons in 2015 and 2016. They had 680, 725, 280. So he's vanished for big periods of time. He had 1189 in, in 2019. He had. Let me put this on on the screen so everybody can see his career game log there's definitely some inconsistency and i think that there's no problem for somebody loving amari cooper and i think there's there's definitely no problem or argument from me on either side but definitely no argument for somebody that says i'm going to stay away from him just because you never know what season you're going to get out of him are you going to get the 865 and 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 you know the touchdowns have been pretty decent though he's around like six seven eight nine but are you going to get the 865 season? Are you going to get the 725? Are you going to get the 1160? Are you going to get the 865? What is Deshaun Watson going to do for him? Um, if we look at the, the end of the season game log for Amari Cooper, there was some success with Deshaun, and then there wasn't success with Deshaun. So if we uh, – that's fire. What what game did Deshaun Watson enter the equation? It was uh, – week, uh, week 12 against – Week 12. Week 12. So week – yeah, week – Week 12, no, week 13, bro. Week 13. 13? 13, yeah, week 13 bad. at Houston. Remember, remember, it was the Houston game? So week 13 at Houston. Uh, let's look at Amari Cooper's game log from week 13 on. Do I have it on screen already? Here we go. Okay. Week 13 on. Let's just take a gander. I don't even know. I haven't looked at it yet. This We're looking at this. 40 yards, 42 yards, 58 yards, 72 yards. No touchdowns yet. Then he had the, the success against Washington, 105 and two. So at least we have something, right? If we're if we're gonna look at Jordan Love and say, oh, Jordan Love doesn't have a lot to go on, especially when we compare Jordan Love and or we talk about Jordan Love and Christian Watson together, they didn't have much, but they had one touchdown pass together, which we're all celebrating, right? If we could celebrate about that, I think pro Amari Cooper fans, pro Watson fans can look at this and say, well, 105 and two is something. But there was a string of games there where we didn't see Mari Cooper get utilized. Look at him earlier with Brissett. You know, in week number two, a touchdown. Week number three, a touchdown. And week number five, a touchdown. Week number six, a touchdown. Those are back-to-back touchdown affairs for Amari Cooper. And literally scoring one, two, three, four, five touchdowns in the first eight weeks of the season. Um, and then in week 11, he had two touchdowns as well. I mean, look look at those games. Mari had some big games. One, two, three, four, five 100 yard games. Like he had a good season, but the question is, bro, and that's fire. You can defend your Browns and Deshaun Watson all you want, but there are two things I've noticed when I look at the stats, bro. When Watson's been in there, Nick Chubb doesn't score touchdowns. He didn't score a single touchdown once Deshaun Watson came in from week 14 on on the ground. Not one rushing touchdown from Nick Chubb who tore the league up on the ground in terms of rushing touchdowns and yardage he was an absolute phenom Nick Chubb had one of the best starts in fantasy football I've seen in a long time through like the first eight weeks and what happened with Deshaun Watson came in nothing bro yardage he had some good yardage good yards per carry Nick Chubb's a good running back but he had no rushing touchdowns from week 14 on 
Nick Chubb, no rushing touchdowns. That is not some kind of like outlier or bad luck. That is something to look at and be concerned about. Amari Cooper, look at all those touchdowns before Deshaun Watson came in. Once Deshaun Watson came in, he had he had no games with touchdowns but the one two TD game. So the only thing I can draw a conclusion on is that there's some pessimistic, like kind of thoughts here. There's a, a very very concerned outlook for everybody surrounding Deshaun Watson until it's proven otherwise. I mean, so def- defend this and Again? defend it, defend it. I just want to hear a pro yeah, Watson stance. I, I mean, my take. My overall like takeaway from this is uh, how I feel on Amari Cooper is similar to how I feel about uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Context matters. Uh, I would take like a fifth or sixth round gamble on him uh, if he's not your number one receiver. If you can, if you can afford Cleveland having a slower start out of the gate because Watson's going to take some time to get up to speed after having you know basically two years off of football. And then I think it's worth taking a risk on him. Same with, you know, Hopkins, depending on where he is next year. I'd, I'd take a gamble on Hopkins in that range. Um, but, yeah, Cle- what do I see from Cleveland? I see, like, a slow start more than likely because it's going to take time for that offensive unit to gel. I mean, I'm not going to defend the fact that Nick Chubb didn't have rushing to yeah. success with Deshaun in there. Bro, I, this, I is Nick, this, is, that, this is Nick this Chubb's game log. This hasn't had a lot of time together. This is Nick Chubb's game log. Deshaun Watson came in week 13, exactly this this drought period. It wasn't like a week or two before Nick Chubb scored a touchdown on the ground the week prior with, with 116 yards, Brissett's goodbye game. Brissett's very emotional goodbye game after he did a very good mm-hmm. job leading this team. Week 13 against Houston, say goodbye to Nick Chubb. He had one 100-yard game. He had some decent yards per carry. It wasn't like he was ineffective, but he was in a sense, ineffective through the game plan, right? And the 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 vulturing of, you know, the, the way Deshaun Watson just kind of runs the offense is just different. Even if he's not running the ball himself, he vultures the opportunities somehow, some way. And l- that is such a stark difference. Look at Nick Chubb. And part of this is Nick Chubb, I think, breaking down. And I know no one wants to hear that, but this guy's been abused on the ground, not his fault. He's been amazing. Nick Chubb deserves. Let's give him a moonshot. Moon. Nick Chubb is a is a monster. He's one of the best pure runners in the National Football League. But look at that game log. Week two, three touchdowns. Week three, one touchdown. Week four, one touchdown. Week five, two touchdowns. He literally had one, two, three, four game stretch where he had seven touchdowns on the ground. Then he had no touchdown against New England in week six. Then he had one touchdown in week seven. Two touchdowns in week eight. A bye week. One touchdown in week 10. This guy was an absolute monster. And look at his yardage in weeks one, two, three, four. Uh, weeks one, two, three, four, five. 141, 87, 113, 118, 134, 56, 91, 101. And it's just like, it's just he tailed off. I'm just concerned. I don't know how. I think you're just a, a big fan, and I respect that. That's fire. But I mean, I just don't. I just don't know why you're excited about Deshaun Watson. What? I, I didn't Nick see a massive drop off in yardage from Nick Chubb. That's why I don't think it's, it's fair Maybe. to say that they just had red zone troubles. But the- when when Deshaun Watson came up, compare compare um um the sets uh um passes passing attempts and then compare 
them to Watson. Was there a dip? Did did Watson have more pass attempts than Brissett per game? Uh, were they passing the ball more? Is that why Chubb maybe took a down down thing? I, I mean, there's that to consider too, because I mean he was Chubb was tearing it up last year, and then the only thing I could think of is they were trying to get Watson acclimated and letting him throw more and trying to. Um, that could have been part of it, and they might have. Yeah, but, know, but even yet. if it was, even if it was, I'm not excited about that. Like, and I, I, I agree that that could be part of it, obviously, because a lot of it's what does Deshaun Watson do to the offense when he gets in there. Um, but here, here's Watson's right. game log compared to um, Brissett's. Brissett's will be on the left, obviously, with the commander red uh, or, or uh, what do you call that color? Commander crap brown. Um, the commander crap brown. That is Brissett's. <laughs> And then here is here is um, here is Deshaun Watson. So you're talking about 18 or 34 attempts, 27, 31, 35, 34, 45, 27, 22, 35, 41, 37. And you look at Deshaun Watson's, and it's 18, it's 29, it's 31, it's 28, it's 42, it's 22. Not like I mean, it's lesser. Like Brissett's throwing the ball more, and. Deshaun Watson yeah. just slows the offense down. And I, I know everybody thinks like, oh, he, he's this exciting player who's going to come in and electrify the offense. I think he slows it down. Maybe maybe that... Well, here's the thing. It, it, last year, there was so much stuff with him and, and, and all that stuff to get through just to get on the field to play. And, and it was a big distraction all year long for the whole, whole team. But he did a great job at, at, at commanding that team. And getting the most out of them that he could. Um, this year, we just gotta wait this year and see. It, uh, those distractions shouldn't be there for Deshaun. He should, he should, he'll have a full. He had last year to get the rust out. Well, I just have to see on whether he can regain his old form when he played with Texas, Texas. And if he can do that, then I think the Browns, with their weapons. Um, they, 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 they could be very good. I mean, they could be very competitive this yeah. year. But if he doesn't, then yeah. you know, what can like, you do? Like I said, if I'm being totally objective and I'm trying not to pile on the Watson hate or whatever from last year, like I said, that that's fire. If I had to flip the script, if the audience said flip the script, so many talk positively about Watson, I would say that he's the one one of a couple quarterbacks that lives in this tier below T-Law that can jump in and flirt with this T-Law tier, which is a very nice thing to say about Watson. Like if, if he's got the upside, I suppose, but I'm not banking on it. I feel like there's more pessimism than optimism but he's got the upside and and weapons to dance in the number six overall quarterback spot that's really really saying something you know that's like me being optimistic about it but I just looking at what Amari Cooper did looking at what Nick Chubb did the two biggest weapons who had unbelievable seasons like some total these two guys tanked both of them not one of them not partially they both no, their numbers tanked comparatively once Deshaun Watson got in there. That's a concern. That's a concern. That that has to happen. Team switch quarterbacks midseason or it, more it can, than three it, quarters through the season. Yeah, it can or it can ignite a fire. But you know, I just think with Deshaun Watson's you know being out of football for so long, 
like we talked about earlier, exactly. name one player that's been out of football as long as Deshaun Watson that has come back and recaptured the glory. And we came up with Ricky Williams. We had to dig back into the history of the NFL. And this is Matt Matt yeah. Biagia. Matt Biagia is on the line. Uh, Matt. What up, Smitty? What's up? What's up, B? Not a whole lot. I was either going with Matty Bija, Matty Beijing. You let me Beijing. give you your nickname. You don't give Matty your... Bijan. What's up, B? What can we do for you? <laughs> Nothing. I'm a I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, so I have a take. I my thoughts are is that I think they were really just trying to get Watson acclimated with the offense last you know six games, get him up to speed. They tried to throw way too much, but um. I think the plan for the Browns will be to get up. They're going to throw early. This is what they want to do. Get a big lead, and then they will pound the, the rock with, with Chubb if they can get the lead and try to close close teams out that way. That's a convenient take. Yeah. I mean, it's an optimistic sure. take. I mean, it, I, it doesn't have any – Yeah, well, I'm a Browns fan. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's convenient. It doesn't have any sort of, you know, like – in, in, in my opinion, any sort of like evidence to support it, you know, it's just a fan's well, perspective, I mean, which I Stefanski appreciate. Said he, which I appreciate. Stefanski said he wants to try to come out and throw that that can set up the run by throwing. Yeah, hey, but I'm I'm skeptical too. So hey, big know. big B, hang tight. Corey's been waiting a while. Corey, I'm sorry, I jumped you when when Biagia came in. That was disrespectful. Corey, <laughs> you know, you know when you're sitting in line and somebody like you're waiting in line at a at a store or a restaurant. You know, you're picking up a to-go order at the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, yeah. You're sitting there at the Cheesecake Factory, and you're next in line, and all of a sudden the phone rings. <laughs> the phone rings, and the lady's like, or the guy or lady picks up the phone and goes, at Cheesecake Factory, how can I help you? Oh, a to-go order? Okay, let me take that. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've been sitting here. I don't care if it's a phone call. Like, what, should I just pick up the phone and dial you from the counter here? Will you pick up, will you answer my call then? Like, uh, here I am just disrespecting Corey. He's been sitting on the line forever. And what's up, Corey? So, uh, he has always been a run-first coach. And they've added wide receiver weapons. And I think finally, I mean, I'm skeptical, skeptical of Watson a little bit. But, um, you know, I think Chubb's numbers have come because he's ran so much. But I think they're going to throw more. Um and I think, I hope Watson's numbers are good this year. Um, and they, I still think they got to add to their running back position. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's what I got to add about that. Yeah, I, I think, again, and to, to Hod's kind of piling it on here, we have never, like in recent memory, at least seen a player come back from an extended time off, not one year, like an injury. That's not what I'm talking about. We, a a player being out multiple years, especially like Ridley or Watson, or we, we have to go back to Ricky Williams. And even then like Mike Vick. Yeah. Mike Vick. Yeah. Um, Watson can still run. So it's not like he can't run. Can he? I mean, yeah, he looks like he. That's the only thing he was really doing. Yeah, did he? he does. He did he? Like he did he run? Was, no, no, hold on, hold on a second. Did he run? Did he run? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't really. I mean, he ran he a little bit. Electrifying place. 
Yeah, he. he I mean, great plays. It was okay. It was okay. But here's his rushing stats. I mean, I mean, yeah, this is actually it's okay. Like if another quarterback did this, yeah. we'd be excited about it. But it's like. 21 yards, 33 yards, 22 yards, 24 yards, 31, 44, one touchdown. I mean, it wasn't that good. It's not like that explains why Chubb didn't do well. My whole point is this. Chubb didn't do well at all in terms of a a few categories, not just the, the, the touchdowns on the ground. But it wasn't like they were replaced by big rushing totals from Deshaun Watson. So what that tells me is that Watson took the offense down. Like and maybe maybe a whole offseason of preparation will allow him to get back on track. I'm not saying that's even, not a possibility, but do you understand what I'm saying? My concern is that if Chubb was the tank and Cooper was the tank in, in some respects, why do we not see Watson's numbers at least absorbing that because he didn't do well? Well, he also came from a new team to Cleveland. He hadn't played for what a year and a half. Um, I mean, he he didn't probably know the system, and they probably had limited offensive calls for him. To be honest. Yeah. Well, all, all I'm saying is there's a lot of reason to be concerned. Um, hold on one second, guys. Hang tight. Hang tight, real quick. Hang, hang tight, real quick. Let me get this other piece of news out. This is the last piece of news. Bryce Young. Panthers GM Scott. Uh, well, well th- th- this has been this has been something that's been talked about for the last couple of days, and I haven't yet addressed it. So I want to make sure. Uh, there's a lot of rumors that that Bryce Young is going number one overall. It was Stroud for the longest time. Then you had Josh McCown, the quarterback coach in Carolina, walk up to Stroud after a throwing sesh, you know, the the, the pro day, and he walks up and says, "Hey, we'll play a game of what was it, horse? Once you buy a home." In Carolina, once you have your home in Carolina, everyone's like, whoa, he just spilled the beans that the Panthers are taking him number one overall. Josh McCown might have a hand in what's going on, but he isn't the be-all, end-all. This guy might have spoke out of turn, or he was playing mine and smoke games. We don't really know. He could have definitely been playing smoke games. But but Bryce Young has now become the the widely accepted consensus QB1 in the, the QB rookie class, whether people hate his his you know his stature his height his weight whatever the Panthers very much I think are excited about this kid and they're going to draft him is is my sense I I agree with it too I think he's the most well well uh polished uh quarterback in this class I know there's concerns about his height and weight I think Kyler Murray is a good example of that stature working at the NFL level Kyler Murray's lack of success come and stem from his attitude and his mindset, not his size. If anybody reflects properly on Kyler Murray's prime that we've seen so far, his good play, he's been electric in the in the National Football League. He's a, a lot of your top five quarterback rankings, you know, back when he was doing well. The Cardinals were the the, the best team in football with Kingsbury up to half a season before injuries kind of struck and then they fell apart. And Kyler Murray does get exposed when he doesn't have good balance on the offense because he, you know, he is smaller. He does. I don't think you can, you can say that his fear of getting hit is going to be the same across the board for smaller quarterbacks like Bryce Young. Bryce Young's not afraid to get hit. Now, will he survive if he continues to get smashed? Probably not. But he's not, Kyler Murray's petrified of getting hit. He doesn't want to get hit. This guy wants to go play baseball half the time. Kyler Murray's attitude and mindset step in his way, not his size. 
And so Bryce Young, he can process better than every single rookie quarterback in this draft class by a lot. And there are a lot of very respectable scouts and analysts that have broke this down. His processing ability, his ability to extend a play are far above every other quarterback in this draft class. One could say that Stroud has the clear uh, advantage in terms of just pure throwing. His throwing session at the Combine was phenomenal. Um, and so there, there are some pros and cons. There are some categories that Stroud excels at. And some would say Stroud's just more NFL capable. And I can understand that argument. I get it. Like, there's an argument to make here. It's not like it's clear cut. But I'd put my money behind Bryce Young. And I think that, that he does land in Carolina at the number one overall selection. And he canceled the rest of his meetings, which isn't that big of a deal. A lot of teams have had a lot of time to meet with him, so it's not it's not like that's a big deal. But it does kind of indicate that he kind of knows where he's going. But anyways, this report right here, the Panthers GM saying that he hasn't told Alabama QB Bryce Young that he'll be the first overall pick. You know, they're not making it abundantly clear yet. They probably haven't told him. This probably isn't a lie. They probably are still weighing their options out. I bet you they haven't locked in the pick yet. You know, <laughs> they haven't put it on a piece of paper, sealed it, and put it in their pocket. And, the, you know, it's like the draft day uh, movie where it's already done. But very, very, very much believe that Bryce Young's going to be the guy. And I really like him. And I know there's a, a lot of differing opinions. And I respect those differing opinions. A lot of people like Stroud. A lot of people like Anthony Richardson. A lot of people hate Anthony Richardson. And some people think Henan Hooker. Or, or Levis will be the best quarterback in this draft class. I don't know if that's an indication that the draft class is underrated, more so than it is a very confusing draft class that may, may have one elite quarterback emerge from it. Because let's be honest, we're all kind of like, you know, sucked into the, the crew that's in front of our face, but are we really objective in saying that this is a really good QB class? I don't know if it is. I think one of them will be. One of them will be top 10. I don't think we have two top 10 quarterbacks in this draft class. It feels a lot weaker than other classes, and I'm not super excited about it. Next year will be better. Um, next year will be better in terms of a, a few things. I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. alone is going to make that wide receiver class miles above this wide receiver class. And JSN's a pretty good prospect, but, but Marvin Harrison Jr. is capable of being the number one wide receiver in fantasy football one year uh, removed from his rookie season. If not, he'll show flashes of it during his rookie season. So next year's quarterback and wide receiver draft class, just by the, the the number one option on both sides of that aisle, are going to make this a better draft class than this draft class. But we'll see. I do believe there's hidden gems everywhere. No one really saw the sophomore wide receiver crew. Alave, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, George Pickens, uh, that entire crew, Watson, nobody really saw the entirety, the totality of it becoming what it became. So we have to have a, a, a sort of uh, uh, a willingness to accept that we don't know all. Just because we think, oh, we scouted this. They don't look great. It could be the best quarterback class we've ever seen. We just don't know. Like, you got to keep an open mind. But my initial instinct is that Bryce Young will go one overall. And he has the best chance of being the best quarterback because of his processing ability. And he's going to be electric in the NFL. Uh, anybody want to talk about the, the rookie QBs? Ron, I know you're very, very excited about Stroud, which is understandable. Yeah, I think Stroud is a better fit for Carolina. And I think uh, Young it would be a better fit in Houston. But, I mean, that's just me. That's, that's how I do it. 
I think Stroud is going to end up being the better quarterback overall as far as the two of them. And I think maybe Hendon Hooker, once he gets in, the, in, in, in his knees stabilized, he could end up being the best overall um, down the line. We don't know. I mean, I mean, it's way, we say this every year, right? So like last year, this year's quarterback uh, were supposed to be better than last year's, right? That's what they say every year. And next year's is supposed to be better than this year's. And it's like, okay, so... Yeah, no, and le- I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, and let me just say this: like for anybody that wants to push back on this, like I see Prime saying, "Don't expect much from this class," and and I I don't think that's a crazy stance at all, because that's what I just said that is possible. But but at the same time, right. um, we all and just like Ron Navy alluded to, we all expected that the Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Fields, and, and Trevor Lawrence and Fields are going to prove to be true. But we we thought that the the Trey Lance all the, this entire QB class was going to be just like who's the number one like who's going to be they're so good we don't even know they're going to all be tied they're all going to be tied for being top ten quarterbacks and being the the new wave of QB coming in and T Law and Fields will convert and that's actually a pretty good conversion rate when you think about it like those are two top six quarterbacks that came from that class so it was it proved to be a great class but just saying that like how Zach Wilson looked good. Like I, I think a lot of people would be lying to themselves to say that they didn't think Zach Wilson had upside to to be a great NFL QB. Maybe you had concerns about him, um, but he definitely had the upside. His combine was his pro day was amazing. That one throw on the run, he's got a good arm, but man, did he bust! And I don't think Zach Wilson ever rebounds. Trey Lance is to be determined. It's up to Shanahan. But I don't know that we'll ever see that develop like we wanted or like it could have. But yeah, so to the point of like, okay, Zach Wilson and Trey Lance were thought to be, you know, the two quarterbacks that really could, you know, thrive from that class and they didn't, anything can happen for the the good or the bad. Uh, Does anybody else want to talk about Bryce Young versus Stroud or Anthony Richardson? Hey, this is Corey. So, So I think Bryce Young goes to Carolina. And I think they just need to look at what they, uh, Breeze did and Kyler did to succeed. And I think Bryce will then succeed if they can do that, get a, get the pieces around him and do what they did with those quarterbacks. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, I'll just I'll yeah, throw I, it I into a fan. Gonna, oh, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I think it's interesting to see what Bryce and CJ Stroud can do year one. I think AR-15 is more of a project quarterback, but I'm interested to see what comes like down the line for him. Um, but yeah, I would just leave it there. I think Carolina's got a rough roster, so whoever goes to Carolina, they're going to have a tough first year. But I feel like Brees a lot. I think he can, or Bryce, sorry. I think he can put up good numbers year one, probably. Yeah, so you don't think, I mean, I agree that Carolina's roster is being a little overhyped, like Thielen... Um, Miles Sanders, like I, I get that there's some appeal there. I think people are very much overhyping it, so I, I don't. I get the opposite vibe that you're suggesting, but I do feel like it's good enough for a quarterback development situation. Like that's a pretty good team to be handed. That when a, you know offensive line, coaching staff, I'd, like I'd feel better for whoever's going to Houston personally. I, I like Houston. Houston's got Damian Pierce. They got Dalton Schultz. Like I like yep. that lineup a bit more than Carolina's 
So whoever's going to Houston is getting a slightly better situation. Yeah, that GM has done an amazing job. I mean, especially given that you're going to, if you're smart, and I don't know if Houston's going to do this. I, I think they have to. It would be so dumb if they didn't. But let's say you take Bryce Young here at two or Stroud. This number 12 pick here by the Texans has to be a wide receiver. I think if you pair whatever top four wide receiver you pair, that makes Houston a like a scary team in one to two years. I really really do agree with you. I think Houston yeah. is quietly the better place. So maybe Ron, your your boy Stroud goes there and then he gets JSN. Like JSN and Stroud pairing up there in Houston, it, it would be at the end of the yeah. day better than him going to Carolina. Well, I just think, well, the thing is, is I, I thought Stroud would do better than Young in Carolina simply because he, I think he throws the ball better. I think he he is more, I think that team, the team fits him. The, 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 the people around him, the roster fits him more than it does Young, I think. And I thought the Houston roster fits young more than it than it does Stroud. So that's where I'm kind of like But will it will it though different. if you if you if you get JSN at 12 though? I mean, that's, that's just my thought. No, 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 I know, but I'm saying I No, I know, but I'm saying will it at the end of the day for you if let's say Houston takes JSN at 12, like will you be like, well, Houston now fits him better. You know what I mean? Like that 12 pick is going to be key for that's better than Thielen. It's it's a long-term, you know, top 10, really. I, I like the fact that Thielen's on Carolina because he brings that veteran, and I think I think actually we'll see Thielen have a better year than he had last year. Obviously, I think in that offense um, and with DJ Shark there, and then they got what is Chenault, and um, I mean they got some decent wide receivers, and they got uh, Sanders. I think you know is a really good fit there. I mean to run the ball. I think Sanders is going to do well in Carolina. And um, I don't know. I just feel like it fits Stroud better than – but, I mean, everybody just did like I told you the other day. Everybody did like a 180 um, and, and then started putting Young up. Young up. You know, everybody was like Young should be the number one before. But then when there was hints of Stroud maybe going there. Uh, Biagia. Weird, but now – Biagia, so, what do you what do you got here? What do you got here? My question is because I, I like I said, I'm in a dynasty fantasy. I have Josh Allen, so I just would do I even consider taking one of these rookie quarterbacks in fantasy? From one of my last picks, or do I just keep investing in you know wide receivers or running backs? With one of your last with, with one of your last picks in redraft. Yeah, uh, well, I mean five keeper dynasty. So five keeper, I okay. Have Allen. Um, I mean, it, it's certainly a good last pick, I suppose, but I'd rather have Jordan Love, I guess, early on, just to kind of... Yeah. Uh, Bry- Bryce Young, I'd rather have Bryce Young, I think, than Jordan Love from a dynasty perspective. The answer is yes. But in a five-keeper sure. format, you're probably not keeping... Five-keeper dynasty. Yeah, you're not keeping a second quarterback. You've got Josh Allen. Absolutely not. So, so, I'm just so, talking about for the year. If I, I know, I know. Worth taking. Well, I know, but what I'm saying is I'd rather have Jordan Love earlier on than to gamble on a Bryce Young that you can't keep anyway. So who cares about developing that? You know what I mean? So go go love earlier because you're not keeping either one of those quarterbacks. You're keeping Josh Allen. Sure. Here's the thing. Give Young the advantage. So if you're going to, and this is my opinion, but I think if you're going to think about drafting one of them late, 
Um, as far as a running quarterback, as far as all that, Young's got the advantage. Young's going to probably rush the ball a lot more and get you a lot more rushing yards than Stroud will. So I would I would take Young probably over Stroud in that type of situation. I, yeah, Young's, yeah. Young's a, a fun quarterback to support because the hate's going to be built in. Like the doubt's going to be built in. They're going to be so. They're going to be like X number of people always against him. Just like Jalen Hurts. Just like you know any running quarterback. For some reason, running quarterbacks. A lot of old school, you know, thinkers will say something along the lines of their gadget quarterback that can't be a pocket passer. There's just a certain amount of built-in hate toward a running quarterback. And I love the fact that Bryce Young comes out of this class, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions. And again, anybody can like Stroud's processing better if they want. It's, it's his preference. But the guy, the fact that this kid comes out with the processing ability, it, it's just like it's head and shoulders above the rest in terms of being able to process the situation. And I think at the NFL level, that's going to translate really quickly. And this kid extends plays like no other. And he extends it in a smart way, too. It's not like he's reckless with his body. This guy just makes plays. He knows how to find the situation that is the the best course of action on the field. He's, that is something that's so hard to teach. You know, like in terms of reading a defense, this is the guy that's going to have the best ability to read a defense because his mind is already working at this like crazy speed. And for him to pick up what he needs to do next what is the best move to make? Let me scramble and get out of the situation. And unlike some quarterbacks that will scramble, and once they decide to scramble, they pick up the ball and run. This is a guy that picks up the ball and runs, but he's still scanning the field and processing and saying, you know what? I was going to run, and I'm completely out of the pocket, fully committed to this run, but I'm seeing something develop here, and he's processing all this at lightning speed, and he extends the play and throws the ball down the field, and it gets an even bigger play than if he kept you know, on the course of running. That's the kind of thing you can't like teach, and I think that's what a lot of scouts see, and they go, wow, this kid is just electric. And if we can protect him and build around him and protect him properly, then that's the way we we really maximize his his potential success. So where he goes is very, very important. And I'm not saying that like Houston or Carolina, one or the other is, is a bad choice. I would just rather him go to a place. Either one's good, actually. You know, either one's good because the coaching staff of Carolina is doing a very, very, you know, slow but smooth job of building this team up. But Houston has the the weaponry. And Houston is a little bit more of the, I think they're they're, they're turning their team around. The, the Texans, if they get Bryce Young and JSN, they are the Detroit Lions last year. So that means they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not. They're just going to show a lot of excitement for the next year. And I think they're one year away. I think they're one year away if they land JSN or Quentin Johnston or one of those big top four wide receivers. Um, Addison is is acceptable as well. They're one year away. They're going to look very much like the Lions looked this year. Because everyone's excited about the Lions, and for good reason. I think the Texans are are on that track. They're very, very solidly built. What's Bryce Young's comp, if you had to compare him to someone? Um, I mean, of course you're going to comp him to Kyler. But 
but I think okay, his yeah, right. I think his processing is on a whole nother. Kyler doesn't have that, so I don't want to comp him to Kyler. What mentally. about Russell? Like Russell Wilson, young Russell. Young Russell. Yeah, it's so he hard. It's so hard to remember that though, right? We're so biasly affected by who Russell Wilson is now. It's like don't kick me in the nuts and call him Russell <laughs> Wilson. But yeah, young I'm Russell saying, was. Yeah, young Russell. Yeah, young Russell. It's a pretty good comp in terms of mental and physical breakdown of the game and. Mixed with Kyler's scrambling ability, um, that's a pretty good comp. Um, let let me go to uh, let me go to the Patrick. The Patrick, you're live. Hello. Hey, hundred hundred people in here and only fifty six thumbs up. Smash that like button, says Mitch. What are we doing here? These are rookie numbers. Fifty nine thumbs up. Hey, uh, the Patrick, you're you're live on the show, bro. Now's your time to shine. Hello. He's you're lost in the dog pound. You're muted, Patrick. Housekeeping. Hello. He he hung up. He got scared. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that there's any other news to, to to talk about here. Let me just refresh uh, Twitter. Would we, Twitterville here. What? Would we not agree that Georgia probably had one of the top-ranked defenses in college football last year? Yep. Okay. Look at what Stroud did against that Georgia defense. And then compare that to what, what Young's history – performances were against that same Georgia defense. Stroud tore him up. I mean, 41 point. I mean, it was a great game, 41 to 42. I mean, you can't get any closer than that, right? But Stroud, Stroud tore him up in that game. And so when you talk about reading the defenses and this and that, um, Stroud is just as capable as young, if not more capable of reading the defenses and putting up the great numbers against the defense. Cause Georgia runs a, a pro type defense. Yeah. I mean, there, there's and a lot were, of, a lot of ways to look at it and so, you know, you could look at one, one now, team <laughs> like that, but I, I, well, I, I'm just saying, because yeah. it's the national championship SEC, the same as, as Alabama, they, they're always fighting for the championship, both teams. And um, so, you know, if you want to compare the two, look at like opponents and, you know, so there's a little bit of a comparison there. That's all I'm saying is, is look at what he did. And, hey, do you know who threw for more yards than in Burrow last year? Hit me with, hit me with it, Ron. Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. It's okay, they, Ron. Ron it, does, it, Ron, it never stings when you when you toss it out. Just so you know, but <laughs> I know you think it does. It is sick, though. I know you think it does. I, think it's I, sick. I, I know you think. I know one of these days you remind me of my mom, yeah. Ron. Uh, with all due respect, you remind me of my my mom. My mom thinks she's gonna convince <laughs> me. Yeah, she thinks she's gonna convince people over stuff like my mom could sit there and talk like politics with somebody that's on the complete other side of the aisle and she'd be like she thinks that her conversation is going to have an impact she's like did you know that he did this 
<laughs> are you, you going to come over to my side? That's Ron. You really truly think you're going to convince me on the Kirk Cousins situation, which it's it's admirable. It's admirable. I convinced you on Kirk last year, did I not? On Christian Kirk? Yeah, he had, he yeah. had a yeah. He but had you a, also convinced, you convinced me. You convinced me on Hurts last year, so there well, you go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Here's the here's the uh, game log for for Bryce Young just to to look at it and gander at it just if we're going to talk about it fairly. Um, what an unbelievable uh, season there. His, this is his passing, but like five touchdown game against KS, KSU. Um, he's got a three, a two, a three, one, two, two, one, four, three, one, five. Uh, unbelievable season. There are all the matchups you can see. That uh, he had a very nice yardage total too. Where where's his yardage? Did I have his yardage on here? Yeah, there it is. Four fifty five. Um, he had a, a several three hundred and three hundred twenty one a week one. Let me get his rushing stats on here just so I can accurately. Actually, you know what? Let me just take a bigger screenshot. This is Bryce Young's twenty twenty two game log. I'm sure he's he's gonna blow Stroud out with rushing yardage, of course. He's yeah. a better runner. Yeah, he's and you know that's part of football. But look at those hundred uh, yard game in, in on uh, September third. Hundred yard game and a touchdown on the ground. Actually, didn't uh, he didn't have some of those big games that he could have? Like, look at that thirty eight yard six six four. I mean, he had those. He had the touchdowns, but he didn't have like the most incredible rushing season. He had 185 and four touchdowns. Like he could have done a lot more than that. Yeah, I'm surprised that he didn't have more rushing. Yeah, rushing. I mean, you you would think, right? You would think it's crazy when you actually yeah. look at it. So, but he he's definitely capable at the NFL level, being a 400 600 yard rusher. Who's who's sleeping or heavy mouth breathing on the phone here? Maybe that's the Patrick. The Patrick? Can y'all hear me this time? Yeah, what's up, the Patrick? What's going on? And I'm not the mouth breather, Ron. Mm -hmm, uh, sure. I got you in a second. Sure. It, it, hey, it stopped as soon as you started yeah, speaking, I bro. I got lost in the Right as soon as you started <laughs> speaking, we stopped hearing the... <laughs> <laughs> go go ahead, the Patrick. What can we do for we you? We got jokes today. With all the AFC North talk, uh, I just wanted to give my take on the North. First off, it's the Bengals division. We can all agree about that. Uh, no. the Browns will finish. The Browns will finish number two. The Browns will finish number two, and yes, they will. With the Ravens still being a mess, is there a Lamar? Not a Lamar. Plus, plus their defense has taken a couple hits that they haven't exactly plucked. Uh, so that overall, Baltimore is the only reason I put them in front of the Steelers is I like Harbaugh. I've been I've been waiting a long time about the Steelers thing. Deshaun Watson mid massage is a better quarterback than Pickett. Hold okay? on, hold on, Ron. Lamar Jackson. Hold on, Ron. Let's is, let him go. Lamar Jackson is a better agent. Lamar Jackson is a better agent than Pickett is a quarterback. Okay, so like I do not want to hear this anymore. You need Najee to play out of this freaking daggone mind. In order for Pittsburgh to even be anywhere near 500, Pittsburgh is the, now, now, Mike, the worst team in the Mike division. Mike Tomlin, man, that guy always has a 
Pretty well, much a winning season. Mike Tomlin does just enough. Mike Tomlin does just enough to not get fired. Every time. Look at the record between Ron. And Ron, can you uh, can you bask in this a little bit? Ron, really take this in. What about yeah. picking? I mean, argue, argue my thing. Okay, hold, hold, hold on. That... Before before we go to Ron Navy, Ron Navy, be as as short as you can because I don't want to I don't want to stick on this topic too long. But Pittsburgh Steelers were nine and eight last year. So your comment about them being five hundred, I mean, they're going to be better this year than they were last year. I think I think that's that's a cer- a certainty. So so like mm, you know, okay. I would say in a worst case scenario, they're like a ten win team. Which will be hard to even grab a, a wild card spot if they don't finish better than that, um, or could at least put them in the mix. But I do believe you're correct. Four losses in that division. I do believe you're correct that the Bengals win the division, and Ron Navy and I have a big whopping bet on it. So if the Bengals win the division, Ron's beating his top super chat of the year of uh, seven sixty five. Um, but go ahead, go ahead, Ron. Oh yeah, well. It was the Patrick that said, "Put my money where my mouth is." I've done that, so, so uh, yeah, um, he he's smoking. Last year, it was expected. Ticket, it was his learning year, it was his rookie year, and he learned a lot. He's gonna have up and downs. I mean, you want to say the same thing about Sean Jackson? He hasn't played in two years. Did you expect him Boxing. to come in and play like last year? <laughs> no. Does he have a chance? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna say. I'm not going to say he doesn't have a chance to to, to come back and, and do well. Uh, I'm, I'm not as biased as you are as far as trying to put my team down or trying to put your team down as much. But, I mean, just Bias, I got the Bengals winning the division. Pittsburgh has owned Cleveland for for years and years. It's not even a rivalry. Yeah. The, the, the rivalry between Pittsburgh and Baltimore, that's a rivalry. But, heck, yeah. Well, let's see. We split them. last year. We split the year before. Uh, three years ago, we beat you guys two to one. So, I mean, what's this? When did y'all own us? What, five, six years ago? We've I'm talking about right now, you. Ron. Always... I'm talking about right now, Ron. The last time you guys. <laughs> Didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We, we beat them in the playoffs. <laughs> I think when the. Baker right won. now, Ron. Baker is the guy that took you to the playoffs. You guys got rid of him. I think the Patrick and Ron. I think yeah, the Patrick. Better quarterback. <laughs> I I think the Patrick and Ron. Hopefully. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think the Patrick and Ron should have a verbal bet here: the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the. Uh, uh, who? who are you, what side are you even taking? On, on this, like I know you're talking about the Bengals. I'm a Cleveland win. Browns fan. Okay, so, so let's go. Too, let's go Browns. Because I'm realistic. Browns against the Bengals or Browns against the Steelers. Ron Navy versus the Patrick. The loser has to come in here and beg the other for forgiveness. <laughs> I'm in. Okay. I'm in. All right. Ron's not going to forget this, by the way. I don't even have to write this down. Ron's going to remember it. It's ingrained in his head. You're probably on his wall. Like Billy Madison, Ron's got a marker board uh, where he writes down people's names. And he's like, this guy's been, you know, talking smack about my Steelers. And I'm going to call him out on oh, the I, next show. I love people to the Steelers because they always... Oh, he's been on my list wrong. for two weeks now. Okay. Real quickly, let's go over to uh, That's Fire... Would you like to support the Patrick and his claim 
that the Browns are going to own the Steelers, the Patrick. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, that's wait, far. Does, it ha- does it come with the consequence of having to beg Ron for forgiveness? It does. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't need to make a bet to the Browns or better than the Steelers. <laughs> way to put your Start balls the on the line. You're on your own. Way to put way to put your nads right on the table, pal. Those, no, no, those no, little I'm walnuts. The little put way to put the walnuts right on the top of the table, bro. <laughs> don't be mad at my I man no for some preservation. I'm not a Browns fan. I'm, I'm in New England. I have no obligation uh-huh. to put my balls on the line okay. for the that's right. Hey, at least, at, at least you know what you you, you want to do, and I, I appreciate that. Like, let's go over to Corey. Corey, do you Corey? Do you have anything you want to add to this little debate here? Well, yeah, I'm a little torn because I I, I like the Steelers, but I'm going to give the edge to the Browns this year. Mm-hmm. I I think Pickett still has a lot to prove. Um, Najee is an is an average running back already and and he's broken down already um he scored seven touchdowns in the last last four games of the season Najee did Najee did have a bad Najee did get a bad rap for for having such a slow start because of the Liz Frank injury like I will say that let me pull up his stats because I I'm not saying like I'm not trying to like rip apart your your stance real quickly, but I do want to say that like Najee finished the year rather well. I think people don't really look at how Najee finished the season. He did pretty decent. Yeah, he did. Like he he had a le- he had ten thirty four on the ground and seven touchdowns. He had forty one receptions for two twenty nine and three touchdowns. He had ten touchdowns. So like he he did pretty yeah. good. He did pretty good. He had eighty yards and a touchdown. Let me put his final like season up. I, I would say like he. He definitely, I think, is underrated walking into this year. Um, I can't even get yeah. his full game log up. I love it. Well, he <laughs> can get the draft. draft. But hey, can I? Can I? Am I the only one here thinking this though? And and pardon me for. No, Nazi. No, Nazi. Nazi was solid. Well, he was banged hold, up at the beginning of the year. Well, hold on. Let, let me say what I was going to say. That am I the only one here thinking this? That the Bengals could be the only team, and everybody else is dog fighting and and getting beat up in the division and and is it a possibility that uh, i'm not saying i'm saying the steelers i even said the steelers could probably pretty easily get 10 wins but am i the only one thinking that this could be all like nine wins eight wins and the Bengals 13 14 wins like am i the only yeah. one saying that the head and shoulders top team in this division to the Bengals? i think the patrick said that but yeah. No, I yeah, think the Bengals are. I, I just, best. I think that they're going to smoke everybody. The AFC as a whole, the AFC meaning all four teams as a whole this year, should should all have winning records because of the week schedule. Their only competition is amongst ourselves because we play the a- AFC uh, South, which is weak. We play the. Um, we 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 play weak teams this year out of out of division out of conference. The the, I don't the know, man. North y'all should have winning records, and it, and and it's going to come down to the inner inner division um, games between between the, all four of our teams because the schedule the rest of the schedule should be easy peasy for all of us. I don't see Pittsburgh. I mean, look at the team. The Browns went four and two in the division last year and didn't even make the playoffs. 
Yeah, I don't I know, it's guys. Gonna be a bloodbath in the north. I think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath in the north in both conferences. I mean, hopefully Lamar leaves. Don't sleep. <laughs> don't make don't it, sleep on the AFC South it. though, because the Colts are a quarterback away from still having a, a, a yeah, squad. Right. The Jags are coming on. Tennessee, Tennessee. Mike Vrabel is one hell of a coach, and you know, like whether it be Tannehill or or whatever, he's got, he's not going to lay down. So I wouldn't sleep on the South. And just like Smitty said, the Texans, the Texans are slowly but surely putting something together. Yeah, I think the South. This year, I think the South. I think I think like the Lions, they could they could win eight or. I think they could win eight or so games in the Texans and really be like the Detroit Lions, you know, looking good. But I, I think um, as, I don't know if it was the Patrick that said it, but yeah, the Colts, if the Colts get, let's say, Lamar, which we'll see what happens with Lamar. Then, then it's like the Colts, the Colts are, uh, the Colts have more wins than I think anybody in the FC North aside from the Bengals, if the Colts get Lamar. But that's but just me. That's me. If they don't get a quarterback, well, then they're a four or five win team. I, I, Who's I the Colts coach? I love this show tonight because we're not we're, we're we're talking about we're talking about the Browns we're talking about other teams other than San Francisco or the same teams we always talk about. I love the show tonight because we're talking about other teams. I love I, I mean that's just awesome tonight. I like it. Yeah, this is. I mean, look, this the AFC is a a they're they're I think they're a little bit less stacked than the NFC. But they've got a bunch of big, heavier hitters, you know, like over, or they have three, three or four heavy hitters. I think the Buffalo Bills, the Bengals, the Chiefs. I think some would say the Chargers, but until they prove it to me, I honestly believe the the Jets or the Dolphins will be a better team than the Chargers, unless the Chargers make a big bold move this this draft or off season. So like th- these are those are heavy hitters, but those those teams will do a lot of damage, you know, across the board. But this is a wide open wild card race. I think anybody's crazy to write off anybody because I mean the Dolphins, the Jets, the Chargers, those are the the lead dog um wild card chasers because I think the Jaguars win the division. I think the Bengals win the division. I think the Buffalo Bills win the division. So it is the Dolphins, in my opinion, the Jets and and the Chargers probably, but past that, like if one of those teams suffers injury, if two of those teams suffer injury, we've seen the Rams go from a Super Bowl champion to a, a seller dweller. We've seen the Chargers be talked about, even by me, as being a potential Super Bowl caliber team, and they completely fell flat on their face. We thought the Raiders, or a lot of people did, I didn't love the Raiders um, record-wise or projection-wise, but the Raiders fell flat on their face. The Broncos fell flat on their face. Like it's very very easy and it's something that I can fathom that the Ravens or the if they get Lamar back and they draft a, a wide receiver or they do something crazy, the Steelers, the Browns, the Colts if they change their quarterback situation, the Patriots if they change their quarterback situation, the Texans if they you know draft the right combination of players, any one of these teams could grab one of the wild card spots. So it is a fun and entertaining play- topic. If the Chargers don't get a couple of key pieces, um, I think uh, Kansas City takes takes the West, and and I'll be saying uh, just because Sean it's Sean Payton that Denver would take the number two over the Chargers. They could because I wasn't big on this year, but I think now that they got Sean Payton, 
they could take the second spot in the West. They could. Denver, he's, a, Denver, he's a good coach. I do wonder. They are a top five defense. Yeah, they're they're, they're definitely capable of, of of grabbing a wild card spot for sure. Russell Wilson's got to gain my respect back. Like I just, I can't shake it. I can't. As much as I want to be like Sean Payton's the man, and I think he's the man for the job. <laughs> it's I just can't shake it. I can't. I can't believe in Russ yeah. right now. I just. I don't it's know. Funny. Everybody was going into the season saying. Saying Russell Wilson MVP, I know. Like, no way that's gonna. I mean, it was it was feasible. Like it made sense. He came from Seattle, looking amazing. Pete Carroll, I think Pete Carroll needs to hats off to Pete Carroll. You know, like there's oh, a pa- yeah. there's a pattern happening here, guys. Russell Wilson looked phenomenal, then he didn't. Geno Smith's a laughing stock, and then he's not. Like Pete Carroll is a right. fine coach. And no he, doubt, he, I've been done with have- Russ since Malcolm Butler. Everybody was telling uh, Seattle needs uh, this quarterback. Seattle needs to trade for this quarterback. And the whole time, Carroll was saying, oh, no, we're good with what we got. Thanks very much. Right. And, and he could, look at the season. It's he, phenomenal. He could squeeze gold out of a turnip. I mean, he's a yeah. he's good. With, he's like a Dable in, in a way with the quarterback situation. I, I Pete Carroll's. I do wish Pete Carroll Kyle would Shanahan, get him. Same. Yeah, I do wish. Uh, well, Ka, Ka, what? Kyle Shanahan, same type of coach. You had to get him started. What? You had to wait, get wait, him started. wait, wait, what? Did I screw that up? Yeah. What? <laughs> Sorry. Retract it then. You made thunder when you said Shanahan. <laughs> What's Shanahan been doing lately with this? Explain. I don't know. The guy made Brock Purdy look. I mean, every quarterback he throws in, I mean, they're right there. I feel like they're good. Off he goes to the planet known as Uranus. That's good for a laugh, at least. Shanahan, <laughs> Shanahan tears down his situation, bro. I mean, gotcha. n- I mean, I don't follow the NFC that much. I know. So I, hey, look, you can have your own opinion. I want you to feel like you can't. Like, it, look, Shanahan, there is some positive, you know, aspect to his ability to get the most out of Jimmy. Um, I mean, he made Brian Hoyer look really good for us but, when Hoyer was there. But at the end so, of the but, day, he's making the wrong decision at quarterback. He's sending Tom Brady packing. You know, when, when Brady's got his bags packed, he's ready to – he's knocking on the door saying, bring me in. Yeah. That's, and, and he's that's like, no, dumb. no, we like Jimmy G. Like, he doesn't – and then yeah, Tom Brady dumb. goes, what? What? And he goes and wins the Super Bowl with the, the Buccaneers. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I would never have thought, got rid of. I mean, you take Tom Brady if you can get him. Take him right. out. And it wasn't like Tom was washed at that point. Some people like Tom Brady was clearly still in his prime. It was ridiculous that some oh. people thought that he wasn't. Uh, anyway, uh, let me make a prediction. I think this coming year, between last year on this show and this year, I think there's going to be. So much more smack talking on the show come when the year starts than there was last year. Probably. Wait, well, I wasn't here. <laughs> All right, anybody else? Let, let's go. Let's go around the horn real quickly. Um, let's start off with uh, Matt. Matt B. Bija. Biaja. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Matt. Bija. Matt, can uh, you? Sp- one other thing. I think Amari Cooper, if he stays healthy, he'll be. Flirting top twelve receiver this year, my opinion. That's how great I, I agree. think he is. Hey Matt, can you say the the running back's name now? 
By Jan Robinson. By Jan. By Jan Robinson. <laughs> By that's worse than Biaja, bro. By Jan. I think we're changing your name to we're changing Jane your name Jean to Jane. Robinson By Jane. On Twitter. By Jane, he's gonna be good. By Jane. By Jane, he's, he's gonna be good. This guy. Was he, was he on the Brady Bunch, bro? What are you talking about? By Jan. By Jan. Get out of here. Get out of here. We did. We disconnected him. Finish him. We all know that that Jan is now by. By Jan Robinson. What are you talking about? Okay, let's go, Corey. You got ten seconds. Okay, super flex. I have two quarterbacks that I want to get rid of. What can I get rid of them for? Uh, Stafford and, um, oh, what's his name from Atlanta? Stafford. Sta- Stafford and what? What's his Ritter? name from Atlanta? Ritter. Stafford Ritter. and Ritter. You want to get rid of them for a quarterback? No, I want to get rid of them in Superflex. What can I get for them? Not, I mean... Not a ton. Can I get a 24 first? I don't think so. You could try. I would definitely try. Oh, I mean, yeah. Ritter, what maybe somebody maybe somebody needs a quarterback that badly. I would certainly try. I would try and couple them together and get a Jordan Love somehow. Maybe give up a second I don't rounder. I need a quarterback. Though, oh, okay. Then give up, give them, give them up and try and get like a, yeah, you could probably, a, a quarterback needy team, go to each team, see if they have some sort of, you know, if you've got like the 1.8, you could upgrade it to the 1.4 or 1.5. Like that's a good way to, to utilize the quarterback. Uh, upgrading your court, your tight end from a top seven quarterback or tight end to Kyle Pitts. Like try and try and go after these buy low guys. Take your a little bit older wide receiver Diggs and try and get a Lave. You know, try and get a a Garrett Wilson. Try and upgrade there. Take your Aaron Jones, try and turn it into a little bit better running back. I mean, there's a hundred different ways. You just the way you got to look at it, you're looking at it one dimensional. How do I trade Ritter for something? Trade Ritter with something to upgrade that something. Use them as a little little uh, accessory, a little gravy, a little frosting on the cake, bro. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're not going to get yep. what you want one for one, or you want to just say, hey. These guys are equal, and you want them to. You want this guy to look at Amari Cooper as an example, and Watson, and think that Amari Cooper is better, or or maybe Watson slightly better, but you throw in a, a Stafford to upgrade your Cooper into Christian Watson. You know, you upgrade. Who's, who's the number two tight end in Dynasty without like a tight end premium? Number two tight end in Dynasty. I mean, Hawkinson's yeah. going to be a lot of people's number two i think kyle pitts is my number two you could argue kelsey still won even if he had two years left in dynasty you could argue it you could also argue that it's hawkinson kyle pitts travis kelsey i mean it just depends on the mind frame the mindset you have because some people are like so against older players and if your league's going to survive 10 15 years then Kyle Pitts and Hawkinson will rank higher to some people, but if you're in a league where who knows what the league's going to do, you got this rogue commissioner that could turn it into a three keeper league in the, in the snap of a finger because he does selfish things as a commissioner and hasn't gone through the Smitty commissioner boot camp. So all that is dependent on the the success and strength of the league. But uh, I mean, 
I love, go watch the next TJ Hawkinson video that I have, because I, I think this will answer a lot of your questions in terms of what to do with the tight end position, how to get the next Hawkinson. Is Kincaid worth giving up a, uh, a, a tight end five right now that has more redraft appeal than dynasty to go get Kincaid, to go get Friermuth, to go get a Conquo. Jelani Woods is a sleeping giant six seven tight end. Cole Komet is the most underrated tight end in fantasy football, and the guy's going to have potentially an eight hundred and ten TD season. You know, under the command of a, a better what? Would you give two ten for Komet? Two ten for Komet. To the rookie pick 210? If you need a tight end, yeah, sure. I don't care about the 210. I mean, I, I care about it, but I don't. the 210 is yeah. not going to land you an absolute gem. And if you need tight end production in a, in a, in a premium, absolutely. Does Taysom Hill have any value this year? Yeah, I, I think he does, but his dynasty value is questionable. But if you own him and you're walking into the 2023 season with Taysom Hill... I don't think you want him as your tight end one unless you're talking about like it's hard to develop at the position and you can't get anybody to trade a tight end then like he's a decent guy to like roll with but he's a good number two if he gets in there like and takes quarterback snaps during a season like you've got a gem if uh if you're starting him at the right time he could have two touchdowns also depends how we see him where his role like what is his role transition to does he become a tight end, like a regular tight end option? And then we have ESPN stepping on the toes of fantasy football leagues everywhere saying, we're going to decide what happens for you now. You can't have a, a, a like a, a pre, a, a, a head of the curve thought as it, as it turns out. We're going to go ahead and control what you do with Taysom Hill. I was so frustrated with that. Like, that was a, a, a player that I pushed, go get Taysom Hill and stash him. Go get Taysom Hill and stash him before he became a quarterback as a tight end yeah. and just turned fantasy worlds upside down and you have people citing cheating involved, cheating involved. Yeah. yeah, right. We talked about preemptively getting him and holding him for that very moment. So I was very anti-ESPN at that moment doing that, uh, making that determination, like taking away his dual uh, position eligibility that he earned, that he earned. And anybody disagrees, call up and I'll argue till the end of the end of the uh, ends of the earth on this topic. Because in baseball, when a player picks up another position, you don't even think about, oh, let's take that position away because he earned it. No, football is the same thing. This is a cheat code that people could see a mile away coming and they didn't see it. So, I, I like Taysom, but he's a he's a tight end to in a premium. Go get Komet. Komet is definitely. Got a ton of upside. Tons okay, of my upside. last question. Higby, and is he moving up since Robinson is gone? Mm, he's all right. Not really. I don't. I mean, he's got upside, but I don't care. I'm not. I'm not investing okay. in Higby. He's got upside. Okay. okay. Right. Thank you. All right. uh, is this Corey? Stafford loves. Yeah. All right, Corey. Thanks, man. Stafford. Form. Stafford does like. It. I mean, he throws the ball a lot to Higby. Yeah, he's like he I said. I'm indifferent. I'm, I'm indifferent about it. Uh, that's fire. Final words. Yeah, I just wanted to go over the news story where you said uh, Josh Allen. There's a report out that Josh Allen's going to be staying in the pocket more. I'm curious, like what what does that even mean? Because we're talking about a Clydesdale who's like an absolute behemoth of a human, who's like 
you say Clydesdale. You don't tell a Clydesdale not to run. Like that's what it's designed to do. Partially. This, this like, is, is this a is this like a nothing burger to you? That, this is that that's fire talking. Is this is this your way of trying to make up with with all the negative Josh Allen well, talk? I, I mean, I, I'm not as high on Josh Allen as other people, but like this report you just call doesn't him make sense. Because, is, is a Clydesdale well, not? That's what he is. That's but is that not like a is. compliment? You're not that high on him, but you're you're no, calling him a Clydesdale. I, mean, I like it. Hey, I mean, look, he look. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the beginning of the show, I addressed this, and first of all, that's fire to the moon. To the the moon. guy always comes in, uh, even though he's got some hot takes uh, that I don't always agree with. The dude comes in, drops super chats, drops uh, YouTube exclusive memberships. He's a very very positive. Uh, slash, he's the best. He's the most positive, negative, negative vibe uh, uh, we've had here on the show. It's confusing. It's two like Sesame Street, two feelings at the same time. That's fire brings to the table. Absolutely love that's fire. Appreciate you, my guy. Um, this is the guy is typically saying that you know Watson over Josh Allen. Josh Allen, a little bit down on him. Calling him a Clydesdale though is a is a big compliment, and 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 I I uh, I approve that that comparison. Look, he, this is him. Though this is coming from him, Re- read this right here. Josh Allen hinted that he could run less in 2023. So this isn't like a mandate being handed down from the team to say, "Hey, Clydesdale, we want you to do this." This is his own decision. But like you're alluding to in, in some way, it's going to be harder to do than he thinks because his instinct is to go get that five yards. Yeah. Like he's a he's an animal. And he's like, give me that, give me that five yards that I see sitting right in front of me. But if he's smart, if he's got good uh, trainers and coaches and people in his ear, even former players that ran a lot, like that he talks to, and they say, look, Josh, it's about your longevity, bro. You are dominating everybody that steps in front of you, but you cannot defend a a helmet to the knee that's going to tear your ACL because your knee is human. You might not be you might be superhuman in a lot of ways, but your knees are not, you know, some sort of like invincible structure. Like one helmet to the side of the knee and he's out for the year and then he's like, Oh, I gotta learn from this and like the guy's gotta practice a little bit more reservation. And I think he will as he gets more mature. He also will if they run the ball more. Like he's his he's got a lot of responsibility to run the ball and control that rushing attack. And if you think back, and this is what I tell people they're Buffalo Bill haters or they don't know how good the Buffalo Bills are. The they were when they were balanced a couple years back during that shootout with Kansas City, remember? It was like boom, 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 boom. And they lost the game and exited the game walking into the next season as one of the most scary teams in football. Even though they didn't advance, they were one of the most scary teams walking into that next season. Because they had balance. I think Devin Singletary had something along the lines of like six or eight touchdowns in a five or six game period ending the season. And Devin Singletary is no absolute gem, but they were running the ball effectively. So if the Buffalo Bills smarten up and they go get Derrick Henry, they go get Austin Eckler, they go get James Cook's brother Dalvin Cook, and they just add some spice to the running game, or they draft Charbonnet, a younger player, which is an even better move. Draft Charbonnet, draft Sean Tucker later, draft Kendra Miller, do something. But I'd rather them go up that ladder a little bit and go get Charbonnet versus, you know, bank on a Kendra. Who I, I like Kendra, and I think he's got upside. But go bold, go big, 
lean on the run heavily, and this will make Josh Allen not run as much. It'll make him more effective, and it'll absolutely turn this offense into arguably the most scary offense in the National Football League. Like it was, people have very foggy memories, like it was walking out of that shootout playoff loss where we're like, oh my God, Josh Allen's amazing. This offense is amazing. It's unstoppable. It just happened to be in this shootout going back and forth, and and they need to get to the run. If they attack the run, if they invest in Charbonnet, if they invest in a, a second-round pick trade for Derrick Henry, Josh Allen won't need to run as much, and this will be a little easier for the Stallion, this Clydesdale, to kind of back off a little I'd bit. I'd even make it if they do that. If, if they can establish the run on a consistent basis, that could be the key to them going to the Super Bowl. It, 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 look, let me also say this. Josh Allen is winning a Super Bowl in one of the next five years. And the Bills are going to do it. They're going to do it. If they draft, let's say, Zach Charbonnet, if they draft or trade for a, a player like Dalvin Cook, I know Dalvin Cook doesn't have a lot of years left, but it is a phenomenal move for the next one to one and a half, two years. If they make a bold move at RB, Charbonnet being one of the draft options, they will win a, they'll win a couple Super Bowls, at least two Super Bowls in the next like seven years. Like Josh Allen is that good to me. He is he is going to be, but he's very much that kind of quarterback that can literally go out and win one year, win a Super Bowl, go out the next playoff run and literally throw the game away, you know, or fumble the ball away at the you know in the wrong spot, have his head down, come out the next year, win win a Super Bowl. Like he's that kind of quarterback. He's he's going to throw an interception throw the game away, go out there unfazed, win a game because of his aggressiveness. He's that kind of quarterback. He's going to be mistake prone because he takes big risks and gambles. So this won't be a consistent, like this team's going to dominate for seven years straight. Like the Chiefs had the capability of being that team. They can win multiple Super Bowls in a row. This guy will win one or two of them in the next seven years. They probably won't be back to back. That's kind of my take on Josh Allen. Josh Allen's that guy. He's... You know, up and down, amazing. Get Charbonnet. Yeah, that's a good take on him. Nice. All right, appre- appreciate you. That's fire. Uh, Ron Navy, final thoughts, bro. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. Like I said earlier, it's great. It's been a great show tonight. I, I, I like the diversity and the, and the talk and the several different teams we've been talking about. It's been a lot of fun, so... It's going to be a great year. I tell you, draft right around the corner, and we're going to get a lot more, uh, a lot more perspective of, you know, how things going, especially going into the underdog uh, best ball draft, the BB four. Yeah, we'll be back tonight to draft. So if you guys, yeah, maybe, you know, it's oh, it's almost full. Yeah. Well, if not, we'll do a private draft. But there's the there there's the link if you guys want to be a part of the underdog drafting tonight. Whether it's going to be a private draft for the Garrett or for the uh, yeah. whatever QB jersey we end up getting, or or we'll do a basketball super flex. You want to you want to fifty four thousand now. I pinned the link at, at 
I pinned the link in the live chat. Make sure you click that ahead of time. That link will add promo code Smitty for you. If you go without using the link to the Underdog app, make sure you you enter promo code Smitty to get to get up to one hundred dollars bonus match, dollar for dollar. So you don't have to deposit a hundred. The minimum is ten. If you deposit a minimum of ten bucks, which will get you into one super flex Underdog draft. Uh, they'll match that $10. So they'll match up to 100 on your first deposit. But if anybody wants to be a part of those drafts tonight, you have to you know, get in, signed up early so you're not like on the spot trying to. So click the link now, sign up ahead of time. Does anybody see this uh, Draymond Green stepping on this? Uh, Who is he stepping on, this Kings player? This is crazy. This is crazy. Anybody watching NBA basketball right now? I love playoff basketball. Draymond Green ejected for stomping on... Who did he stop on? That was crazy. Ejected for for, and he's acting like he didn't do anything wrong. That guy was grabbing his leg a little bit, but Draymond like literally just smashed him, bro. Just stepped on him, just jumped on him. That's crazy. Wow. That uh, go go Suns, go Suns. Um, by the way, anybody wondering about my my underdog fantasy basketball team that I drafted over two and a half months ago? And, and, and have this, this complete gem of a squad. Let me see. Completed. Let me go find. Uh, where Where is it? I always forget where to look on this. Uh, it's, is it live? Best ball? Basketball. Okay, here it is. Yeah. So here here's my squad. Um, oh, wait. I dropped out of first right now. But that's because there's a team. There's teams playing right now. Uh, the games rotate every day, so tonight I've got Suns players that should put me back over the top. Um, but my team right now, Steph Curry, Trey Young, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, uh, I've got uh, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Anthony Edwards, DeAndre Aiden, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Anthony Davis. And to put that in perspective, yeah, I know some people have said, oh, you need to stack in order to win. It's hard to do that in a six-man draft because the stacks get taken quick. You can't. It's so hard to stack. I mean, I've got a, I've got a stack there, but but to get Durant, Curry, like the combination is crazy. So I'm really hoping that at the end of the day, the the Lakers make it through, the Suns make it through. If they do, I think I got a real sh- big shot at this prize money on underdog fantasy. I, the basketball is fun. If anybody wants to play underdog fantasy basketball or or do any kind of like higher lows. The higher lows are, are available for basketball as well. Like you could go on the higher low right now and do the, you know, a Kawhi Leonard high low. Um, his points is 40.5 points, rebounds, and assists. So 40.5 total points, rebounds, and assists. That's higher low. Uh, higher low, 11.5 rebounds and assists. 28.5 points, higher low. Like get in there. Russell Westbrook, 31.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Higher low. Get in there and try that. Underdog Fantasy, the, the link is pinned. Bella, check yourself dropping a super chat. Are we drafting tonight? Absolutely, Bella. Check yourself. What do I look like? What do I look like, bro? Appreciate you. All right, Ron, we'll see you tonight. Yes, sir. Later. Take care, chat. Take care. Talk to you. Oh, I got my uh, stitches out today. Nice. I bet that feels For good. My back. My back's. Yeah, it does. So that's good. Anyways, later. All right, later, Ron. Good for Ron getting his. Oh, hold on. We got we got one caller. Final caller. Wild Bill. Wild Bill. You got you got a quick little. 
little question. Go ahead. You're live. Hey, Chris Smitty. How much to heart do you take, you know, when you do a best ball draft? I mean, and then you think you're like, oh, my God, I have the, the boss team. And then you get done with it, and they give you, like, 2,200 points. <laughs> yeah, that happens to me almost every time. And it's because they don't project high for rookies. They don't. They don't see. Like this is what I what when I said that I went into some clubhouse, uh, like Twitter Space type environments, the audio rooms, and talked with a bunch of like yeah. you know people that drop just bets. They don't play fantasy. They do a lot of gambling. And I, I walk into those rooms and I say to them, "You guys should get into fantasy football." And they're like, "Why? We don't have time for that because it, it helps you be predictive." Like you can you can use last year's stats all you want to try and predict who's going to win, you know, x number of games this year walking into a new season if you're like a gambler, but if you can't see the improvements coming, the players that are going to step it up and become scoring machines and you can't predict the the way things will change and and you know it's like, it's like an ocean, it's just constantly moving, then you can't really predict and project as well as you think and that's when I went in and said the Bengals will win the division. And they're like, ah, the Bengals last year did this, Smitty. The Bengals last year did this. And it's like it's not about last year. It's about the prediction game. It's about what's around the corner. And so, like, these underdog predictions and projections, they're going a majority off of last year, and they're going off some of the projection and prediction they have for the rookies. But if we're saying Bijan's going to finish as the number one or number two running back in fantasy football, period, rookies, veterans, they're not going to see it that way. And so they're going to score you very low on Bijan comparatively to what we score them. So almost look at it as right. a, a pat on the back when they give you a low score. And, you know, obviously when they give oh, you a high okay. score, you're like, cool. Dude, I literally had. I had like uh, I, I had Jalen Hurts as my quarterback. I had like the very first running back I chose was Bijan, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I also had like down the road, you know, I had Zach Charbonnet. I had T.J. Hawkinson. I had Garrett Wilson. I had. I mean, I'm, I I was like so. I was like, oh my god! If Smitty saw this team, he would be like, dude, bro. There and are then teams. I, I get up there. Yeah, yeah, I've got, you know, my draft call that I have, you you guys can order a draft call, just go to thefantasyfootballshow.com, you can order draft calls, I'll draft with you for a full hour, Um, I have draft calls every year, bro, where we literally leave the league, and I'm like, your team, I'm jealous of the team we just drafted for you, like, and, and, you know, it's not just me drafting the team, we drafted together, we talk it through, and I walk out just going, like, I hang up the call, and I'm like, why? Why can't I have that situation that that guy just had? You know, like like yeah, Walker right. in round ten. Um, you know, we scooped up Pierce, Walker, Brees, Hall, all like round six and seven and beyond. And this guy had a monster squad. I'm walking. I'm getting off the call, going, "Goodness gracious!" And the projections are always really low for any of the teams we build. It's just the nature of it. You know, it's all last year stats. That's all it's telling you essentially is like. What did this oh, team okay. do That's based on like, last wow. year? I mean, like, yeah. So, like, rookies I mean, are kind of. I was just starting to be like, "What am I doing no. wrong?" <laughs> no, like, you like know? London, Watson. You know, those guys are gonna. Yeah. They're gonna be. They're they're fifth and sixth round players. They're fourth, fourth to sixth round players. So, 
if we think Watson could be top six to ten, if we think London can be top six to ten, if we think Alave could be top five to ten, and they're giving you what they project to be six and fifth round and sometimes late fourth round value, you're hitting home runs at those picks. So don't worry about it all. You want to know? You want to know oh, my, my my basketball team that I just read off that has a really good shot, I yeah. think, at winning this. They ranked it the very last team out of all the teams drafted on the projections. And I remember going, I got LeBron James in the fourth round. Or no, seventh round. I got LeBron James in the seventh round in this draft two and a half months ago because LeBron was hurt and the Lakers weren't projected right. to make the playoffs. Exactly. And I said, you know what? Yeah. I believe in LeBron. He's gonna he's gonna circle this thing back yeah. around. And so I got LeBron in the seventh round, and they thought it was a stupid pick. It was going to be a waste of a pick. I got LeBron. I got Anthony Davis. So take it with a grain of salt, bro. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, just. What else you got, Wild Bill? Any any final thoughts? I. No, not really. I was just kind of like I. I just thought I was doing something wrong, you know. Just like I, I. I've been listening, 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 learning mostly, you know. Very, you know. Yeah, you know, get, I've been doing these best balls, you know. Get ready for the uh, thefantasyfootballshow.com is my content site. The video courses are dropping on May 1. And you want to do any kind of fantasy learning, the video course section is going to be how to trade out of uh, round one, how to trade into round one, how to, how to identify your trade partner and kind of like typecast them into a certain personality oh. type for trading, all that stuff, how to draft pick trade how to just negotiate in general. Like that video course section, if you want to learn, that's where you're going to want to go. So, uh, Wow, Bill, I appreciate you. I'll see you tonight, pal. Yeah. We're, we're going to be drafting around hey, midnight. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, Wow, Bill. Later, pal. All right, bye-bye. To the moon. Send that man to the moon. That's it. On, on that note, um, Mitch wants to know, does anybody know... And this is where we'll end the show. There's a report out that Brees Hall was remeasured and he's eight foot tall. Brees Hall is eight foot tall. He will always answer the mother freaking call. Don't let him fall. In the third, don't stall. Just give Batman the freaking football. He's Brees. He's Brees. He does a hole of a job. A hole of a job. A hole of a job. Reese Hall, please report to the moon. You're, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. We're on the way out the door, but how can I help you? Hey, man, I just have one quick question. Sorry to catch you before you get out. Hey, uh, I have the 1.3 and the 1.4 uh rookie picks and I got offered Trevor Lawrence all I have is one quarterback and I was planning on picking up two QBs I actually talked to you earlier like a couple weeks ago when I got these picks but now that I got T-Law offered should I take it what, what, what's your name bro my name's Frank Frank let me I put called you... and talked to you like I still have the 1.1 I had the and like you convinced me to trade the Trey Lance and Brock Purdy for the 1.4 but anyways, I was gonna go QBs, but then this guy came out and put Trevor Lawrence, I mean uh, T Law, on uh, out there, and I said, "Hey man, I got the three and four, 
Would you be interested? And he would take it straight up. So this is a super flex, right? Super flex, yes, sir. Three and three and four overall in the rookie draft for T Law. You almost got to take that. For T Law, it's tough. I got it's right, t- and I got hurt as my one. Yeah, it's tough because so like this would lock me up. Yeah, it's tough because you know you're talking about like in your mind you're thinking JSN. You probably you know maybe even a Gibbs depending on how early those quarterbacks go. Bijan probably won't fall, yeah. right? He can't. He can't, right? No, I got Bijan. I already got one point one. Oh, you got the, already got right. Bijan. I got the yeah, 1. bro, 1. bro, smash it, smash it. You got Bijan already on lock. Um, you need a quarterback. Where's T Law going in a dynasty startup superflex top six, top seven, top? eight at the most yeah. so you're getting he rid went. of a, yeah he went six yeah th- those rookies if you were to do a dynasty startup and you were to take those rookies whoever they end up being and placing them inside your your uh your inaugural startup if rookies were included t law would go in the top seven top eight and those players that you're going to get it in the third and fourth round wouldn't probably sniff the second round so you gotta you gotta take that T Law and and Hertz combo, you know, and then you got Bijan as well, bro. Smash it, smash it fast. All right, cool. Sorry, thank you for taking my call. No, bro. you're fine, bro. Uh, trading Frank, trading Frank. Appreciate you, pal. Later. All right, homie. Thank you. All right, guys. See you tonight. Yeah, that's a good trade. T-Law and Hurts with Bijan and every, everything else he probably had. He didn't even review it, but that's a great that's a great combination, man. Terry Roberts doing Terry Roberts things. Appreciate you, Terry, man, in the chat. We've got uh, only 82 thumbs up. Please punch that thumb up button. Hit it, punch it, do it. Later, Mitch. Later, peanut butter. Cole, take it easy, Cole. Later, love stars. Later, prime. Later, that's fire. Thank you to all my super chatters of the night. We've got uh, Ron Navy dropped one. Said that's bold talking about my my Joe Burrow predictions. Bella, check yourself. Appreciate you. Isaac, my man. Bella, check yourself. Again, are we drafting tonight? Absolutely. Appreciate you all. Get Joe burrowed. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. Leave it on the fields. Just in time. Fields of dreams. Fields like making love. Outstanding in his fields. Fields so good. Fields general. My fields good. I'm even playing fields. Battlefields tested. Fields. Fields. He's for reals. Uh, uh.